Yes, sir. It's time to crank up the big, the bada, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew, and we're going to go large and in charge like Mark at his Nickelback concert tonight. That's right. <laughs> Mark, I hope you have fun with Nickelback. You and your brother both going to Nickelback. That is fantastic. Enjoy the concert, bro. I know you got backstage passes, man. It's totally, it's, it's totally cool. Enjoy it. I hope you get everything signed. You know, including your Nickelback tattoo on your leg. Go ahead and snap. You know, get your Snapchat on. Uh, all that deal. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Post it up on Facebook. Tweet it out, man. It's freaking fantastic, dude. Well, I never said you were wise. Never said that. But. That's okay, man. Have fun. Have fun. Actually, I don't know what concert he's at, but I'm, we're going to stick with the Nickelback story because I think that's way better than whatever he's actually doing. Anyway. Yeah, maybe Lenny Kravitz. Could be good Charlotte. You know, his favorite <laughs> is, is there a Backstreet Boys reunion? Maybe he's at that. <laughs> think so? No, he'd be at the NSYNC reunion. You would be at the NSYNC reunion. <laughs> Actually, you would go to uh, no. You know what? You know what Matt would go to is New Kids on the Block. That's the that's the, you did, didn't you? Didn't you go to their like reunion tour? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure did. I had no shame. You had plenty of say in it. You probably you probably found a way to get the tickets, dude. <laughs> oh, anyway, all right. Let's get on the actual serious business. Nickelback. <laughs> anyway, we are, we we are down one D stat tonight. Uh, he's off having fun with his brother up in DC. So uh, have a fun night out, dude. Uh, but we do have some stuff to get to. So let's go ahead and get get everybody up in this piece for good measure. Let's see, Shannon. What do you deserve to come into tonight? Well, that sounded kind of dirty, but I was going to say, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Huh. You know what? I'm going to give you some cool in the gang, brother. There we go. Yeah, man. Oh, Shannon, the Colts finally took your advice, dude. Andrew Luck to IR. It only took them till I don't know, week nine. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I mean, I guess they were just trying to um, let the calendar hit November and be like, oh, yeah, Andrew can't play this year. Sorry. Did you see all the people that were pissed and saying y'all just did this to sell season tickets like where's my refund i mean there were people like for real like ticked <laughs> off i told y'all back in september that dude wasn't gonna play a down like <laughs> i ain't rushing them back not with this squad <laughs> nah squad's a mess man squad's a mess dude there you go nah. just for good man i'll also give you hypnotize why not we'll give you a couple thanks sir so yeah, I don't. It's a shame, man. I, you know, obviously, um, it's been a tough year with, with quarterback injuries, and obviously the big news today was that Deshaun Watson towards ACL. He's done for the year, and that's a shame, man. Really, it's really been a fun ride with him. It really has been a fun ride seeing the evolution of of his uh, very very young career. Obviously, you know, some turnovers. I mean, that's just part of the deal. Learn how to play, but you, you figure in Rodgers going down. Uh, not that not, I don't know how many people were hanging their hat on Carson Palmer for the year, but you know, there, there've been some tough injuries of significant players, and we also have kind of the sunset of some of our stars. Uh, Adrian Peterson certainly certainly looks like he's on his way out. This has kind of been a, a little bit of a tough transitional year, and then you know when you get the young guys kind of popping and making a you know a strong debut, you want to see that. And and look, let's be fair. 
Houston's had a tough go of it. <laughs> they have, and I mean the city uh, and the hurricane, and the Texans have been tough sledding for a while. So that looked like a great story. But they also have the World Series. So, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag from a sports standpoint. It's kind of a mixed bag. But that, yeah. what a turnaround to go from celebrating the Astros yesterday, right, and today, and then Deshaun Watson tearing his ACL. What a, I mean, you got J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson yeah. season-ending injuries Nuts, for that man. team. Nuts, man. Uh, go ahead. The thing is, is Deshaun comes off of that game against Seattle, and Richard Sherman, that defense, came off the field giving that man props. Like, Russell Wilson, when he was talking to Dion, was like, yeah. I, I've really enjoyed watching this shine. Like, he's a really good young quarterback. And, you know, that defense, like, they were like, yeah, we, we are, he earned our respect today. Yeah. Like, yeah, he made his mistakes. He's a rookie. He's going to do it. But, I mean, 400 yards, what, three touchdowns. I mean, D. Hopkins, dude, eight for two twenty-four. Come dude, on, dude. They they had some eye-popping numbers in that jobby. You just don't do that against that Seattle defense, that offense. Not right? normally, like, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, not right. not not typically. And and that was a pretty fantastic game. And we'll spend some time with that game because there are some yeah. fun numbers with that one. Um, but I, you know, the the big point right now is it's just such a shame that, that a season sucks, has come to man. an end again to go from. The Astros back in the World Series, and you know, I mean, the Houston's had a tough run with with the Hurricane and some other stuff set up. And we talked about the Astros, and I didn't really have a dog in the fight as far as the World Series. I was just hoping it was going to be good. Which, I mean, Game Seven was, eh, but you know, two and five were so ridiculous. Overall, I thought it was a really good World Series. I expected more. To be honest, I expected more out of Game Seven. But again, from a sports standpoint. To have that high and then to have that low the next day. what That's crazy. That's crazy. But the flip side is, uh, look, Deshaun Watson, um, what you saw is just really should just be the beginning of what should be a tremendous career. Uh, that's a solid team. And it just looks like he has so much upside. You hear people talk about him, how he is in the locker room, how he treats people, how he handles being a leader on the team. You know, there is an absolute mountain of upside. Uh, with him so it, it that that's a shame man that that's a big blow you know not just for the Texans but I think for viewership in the league you need people that you know and you need players you need stories you need people that are going to pull viewers back in you know you do yeah. have some you do have some distractions you have some issues you, get, you got the anthem protests uh, of course you got Papa John saying they're not selling enough pizzas these days but yeah, maybe if you were less of an asshole there, Mr. CEO. <laughs> um, make a better pizza. Make, make How about better, that? Yeah, you know, I had my Papa John's phase. I did. Uh, I don't eat it now, but, I mean, I will, but I don't. Or as that one girl would say, catch me outside. How yeah, about that? Catch me outside. How about that? But, uh, you know, I mean, anyway, all kidding aside, it's really just, a, you know, it's just, it's just a blow at, for the NFL because I think that was a story. He was... The kind of story that was was pulling people in. He was easy to root for. He was putting up some ridiculous numbers. Obviously, you know, any, any fantasy players that rope that ties into that. Uh, that was a great ride, a fun story, and it's a shame that this is going to be the conclusion of of his rookie season. Uh, but the future looks very bright for him, uh, and I'm certainly pulling for him. You know, uh, I'm also pulling. Go ahead. Let's hope this isn't Teddy Bridgewater type injury. Well, because I, it was non-contact, which is not good. Yeah, well, I mean the Bridgewater thing. If you're going to reference that, that would be more like Zach Miller, 
you know, with that horrific, grotesque. In- oh, my God. Uh, I saw a still of it, which was bad enough. And then I finally saw the replay and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it was like bent that way. That was awful. Um, and he, he had some pretty intense surgery to save his leg. I'm, I'm, you know, last time I checked, you know, that was successful. I, I mean, who knows if he's ever going to be able to resume his career. I hope he can. But the biggest Just thing is, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, he heals up. He doesn't obviously suffer like long-term ramifications physically from that. Um, that that's a pretty awful. And, you know, you hate to see those kind of injuries. And fine, he wasn't some superstar, but you, you don't want to see those kind of things happen. Uh, I don't God. think I don't think Watson is is on that level as far as the injury, uh, you know the magnitude of that particular injury. Uh, that being said, we want to see him heal up and get back. Exciting, uh, and you need you need stars. You know you just do. you need stars in any sports league that that draw people to them that people can pull for and root for, uh, and he appears to be one of those kind of players. So heal up, heal up, and we'll see you next year. We'll see you next year, buddy. Okay, well, that's how we're going to get everybody in, and we didn't do that. Uh, so we might as well go ahead and get um, Randy up in this piece. Randy, just for you, you get some Susan Boyle. All right. Look, bro, come on. You know, you got to be kind of happy with uh, that Garoppolo trade. I, th- I think that's pretty good value. I mean, I, I don't, I, you know what I mean? I mean, realistically, going into like last year, when we were talking about trading Garoppolo, what was an expectation of first and a third? I mean, who knew what that was going to be? I think for them to actually do that for a set, which is going to be a very high second round pick in all likelihood, um, maybe a borderline first round pick, but still, you know, Hoyer wasn't the answer. Of course, he's gone. Um, Sign with the Patriots. Shocker. Uh, and, and Beathard at least had some moment, but I mean that team was not looking. I mean, this is a tough. This is gonna be a tough year, and they had a lot of fight early. What did they lose? Like five games by three points. It was something ridiculous. Um, yeah. But if you believe in Lynch and you believe in Kyle Shanahan, then you know you need to give them the ability to work with their assets and leverage that. And I think to pay essentially give up a second for somebody that has. A fair amount of upside, and I, I believe Garoppolo does. It doesn't mean it'll work out, but at that price, I think that's a good value. The next thing is going to be re-signing him. That's going to be the big issue. But you get the, the, the you know the remainder of the season to you know get him up to speed, let him work with Kyle, um, get a feel for it, and then have a sense of what direction they want to go. Obviously, he's very excited about that. Far more excited, I'm sure, than he would have been if he had been traded to Cleveland. Um, <laughs> but. You know, all kidding aside, man, I I, I would think that you got to be reasonably excited by that, man. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where I, obviously it wasn't something I was expecting. I was like going, huh, well, you know, another lost season. I guess we're looking for a quarterback in the offseason. Obviously, with this trade, that's telling you that none of the quarterbacks coming out in the draft really interest Shanahan at all, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. <clears throat> the thing with Garoppolo is he's coming from an organization that, that knows how to win. Right. So having that mentality and knowing mm-hmm. that he's actually going to potentially be the franchise quarterback. I mean, granted, I don't want him starting too soon, but Shanahan said the other day that there's always that chance he could play as early as this Sunday because if something happens to Beathard, he's the only other quarterback on well, right. the roster. Right. I, I, in a perfect world, he wants to give uh, Garoppolo a chance to just soak up 
the system, the the wording of the plays, the playbook, and potentially just try to hold off until next year if he can. Yeah, and and I think that's the realistically maybe there's some you know mopping some cleanup at the back end of the year. Uh, of course, Pierre Garcon went on IR, which I was surprised by that. I didn't even know that guy was hurt. Uh, neck is. neck injury apparently, so that that's a bit of a loss because uh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen Garcon stay in DC, but you know I like him. He's a baller. Uh, so I'm, I'm disappointed that he's uh, going on IR, but maybe that's being conservative to say, hey, he's got some issues. Let's go ahead and shut him down. We're not going anywhere this year anyway. Let's make sure he's right going forward. But, you know, I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by the thing with Garoppolo. And I think here's the deal, man. They're going to have – it's not just the off season. You get the end of the season and the full off season Again, so contingent on resigning him. Uh, but that's a guy that has to be pretty enthused about getting to work with Kyle Shanahan. And yes, Lynch isn't long established, but I think Lynch is well respected. Um, and I think that team of Lynch and Shanahan, if they really do have this five or six year window, if the Yorks can let, you know, let, let them do that, let them build it back up, see where they go. But strictly speaking from an offensive standpoint, to get somebody that has at least some legit NFL game experience and has been behind arguably you know, the greatest quarterback of our lives, other than Shannon, of course, Peyton Manning fan, Colts fan. Nah, I mean, Brady, Brady's, Brady's but, ahead of him. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, it's arguably, you know, I mean, you, you can, you can, <laughs> you can go down that rabbit hole talking about the goat, but, you know, the thing is, Brady's there. Whether you nah, think he is there. or not, whether you think <laughs> he is or not, he's in that conversation, period. He's at that table. He's at the goat table. It's just oh, what he, it is. He's at the so, head of the table. Yeah. So he, you know, he heads the committee. <laughs> so so Garoppolo, you know, what is it? Three years in. So you know, he's learned from arguably the best of all time. That not only the player, but uh, one of the best head coaches you're going to find, one of the best quarterbacks you're going to find for a well-run, very strong organization. So you know, whether you're talking system, skill, talent, organization, he's coming out of, of a really good environment, which means that he should know how to be a pro's pro. You know what I mean? So if that's the case, and he meshes meshes well with Shanahan, uh, he I would think he's got to be really enthused about getting to work with somebody that has has you know found ways to maximize production. He did it well with RG three until RG 3s ego got in the way. Too many Subway commercials, and then uh, you, you think about the fall off with Atlanta from last year to this year. Mana Shanahan, huge difference. Huge difference in Atlanta's offense. Some of that may, maybe is a Super Bowl hangover. That's fine. Uh, maybe Sark just can't get out of his own way. I mean, whatever. But that the, Atlanta's offense is clearly Here's not is not the same. Run the ball. Yeah, that too. Run the ball. So there's if, there's your sign. Yeah. So if I'm Garoppolo, man, I'm stoked, dude. That's a great setup. It's not, maybe they're not a great team, but you know <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna have some good spots to draft. I think that's a good setup for a young guy uh, to get paired with a coach like that in an environment like that and get to you know build up. So maybe it doesn't pan oh. out, but at a second, but I mean for that cost, I think that's I think that's really really good value. Well, it helps that they had two second round picks, so <clears throat> giving up one isn't the end of the world. Yeah. The be- the best thing though is if they feel they truly do have their franchise quarterback, they can use that early first round pick on a huge playmaker or offensive lineman, mm-hmm. which is obviously something they desperately need. So this, this, getting this piece and being able to build around this particular piece is going to be just huge for this team going forward. Yeah. 
How's uh, how's Stanley? By the way, he had uh, what a fractured orbital bone. Yeah, he's lucky. Orbital he's socket to have need surgery for it, and he'll be out two weeks. Mm. Wow, tough that's, dude. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say he's a tough dude, man. That's a tough dude. Oh Lord, and I, I guess before we forget, before we forget, we do have to get. Oh, you know. <laughs> we do have to get old Whitfield in here. Can't sleep. <laughs> well, I guess you just have to go wake him up now, won't you? What's up, Whitfield? <laughs> breaking out the gimp. <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta be the gimp? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? Should you not be the gimp? Not the gimp. You're not the gimp. Okay. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll go old school for you. Turn your volume up. You're low. Anyway, what's going on, bro? Nothing much. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Just plugging away, grinding away, getting through another work week. Uh, obviously, we didn't record last week, but Sarah had pneumonia. I was under the weather, and so it was tough sledding last week. So, kind of had a uh, we had our sports midseason bye week. Bye you, week, man. Yeah, what are you gonna do? So not so shit, and that's okay, man. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. No hate, no hate. Just let Shannon got drunk, come over and recorded like he's done before. I mean, dude, not with all them germs going around. Mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nah, you, you don't want to believe me. It's the last thing you want to do is get some like is 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 being around an environment where you probably you might get pneumonia. You know, Shannon's got yeah. Shannon's got two little kids, man. You don't need to introduce that. So, tough oh. sudden. All right, so I, I guess realistic, we have some NFL stuff to talk about. We'll catch up on a bit of that. Uh, but I think we might as well go ahead, you know, out of the, well. Justin, can I yeah. stop you? Yeah. Can we do a salute o'clock? Hell yeah, dude. Hell Let's yeah. Let's do a salute o'clock. Hell yeah. And you know what, Shannon? To be fair, we do owe a salute o'clock to our favorite, uh, you know, beer artist. <laughs> the one and only Todd. <laughs> The Subway's got sandwich artists, man. You know we have we have a beer artist, old toot, old two beer tooting. What's up, buddy? Happy birthday, man! <laughs> Redskins, you can send uh, the, the Redskins tried to give you an on-field present, but <laughs> didn't work out so well. Anyway, it it, it ain't happening. It ain't happening, man. It ain't happening. Uh, well, you know, I've got my, uh, ever present three notched 40 mile, and then I have some hundred proof captain and some uh -oh. coke. Yeah. Mm. Captain going deep. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Woo. Good stuff, man. So a little 40 mile. Yeah. Why not? And then uh, a little, little hundred mile, I suppose. Uh, I do like the hundy brother. You know that. Mm -hmm. What you got, dude? I am rocking the El Dudorino from Center of the Universe. There you go. Co2, man. The Dudapods. The, the Dudapods. They do have good beer, man. I'm, I'm a fan of uh, Center of the Universe. Ashland, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. We probably ought to get out there for a little uh, little hydration. You know, that sounds like a good idea. I, I think so. I think so. I'm a fan of that, bro. But, okay. of course, you know the sports brew. We, we do like to party. Yeah. It's a good choice. Good choice. All right. Well, enjoy the El Duda Reno. Randy, what you got, bro? Well, luckily this week I actually have beer. This is a great thing. But hey. just going a little basic tonight, having some Blue Moon. There you go. That's solid, man. There's nothing wrong with that, bro. 
sometimes sometimes you need to go, you know, back to basics, right? Just solid choices, solid beers. You know what I mean? So at least I'm not going back to Bud Light. That's right, man. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> oh, and I don't. Do we even need to ask Whitfield what he's drinking? I'm gonna say milk or Pepsi, but <laughs> is he even Matt, there? What happened to him? Where'd he go? Matt. <laughs> he's on. Uh, oh, he ain't drinking no gin. And, oh no, never mind. There you go, Shannon. <laughs> yeah, I doubt he's got some gin and juice. Speaking of the juice, did you see OJ with his Buffalo Bills jersey giving out candy? <laughs> I was like, for real? Seriously? Is this real life, bro? Is this real life? God bless. I mean, it's like that could have been like, I don't know, like, I don't know, some random like funnier die short or something stupid. I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. Oh, Lord. Oh, OJ. Oh, Lord. Did he park a white Bronco in front of his house? I just want to know. At this point, nothing would shock me. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. Did we lose Whitfield? I think it's Whitfield's still, still on. I, I think I think Whitfield's trying to uh, make uh, trade arrangements with the Cleveland Browns <laughs> before the trade yeah, deadline. We, we we both know that um, <laughs> even if they accepted um, terms, that trade ain't getting through. <laughs> no. No, they'd find a way somehow. You know what? Salute o'clock to the to the Cleveland Browns. This one, this was dedicated to y'all for not even being able to pull off a freaking NFL trade. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. It's not that hard. Look, the sports crew had one lesson for you, Cleveland. Okay, and Shannon could have told you. Yeah, a podcast could have told you. Look, you just needed to go. <laughs> All right, just roll up in there, get that crap done, and get the hell out. But nope, nope, had to screw it up. Hell, you could even talk to Bill O'Reilly. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Yeah, he'll write it and do it live, man. Come on. How did they mess that up, Shannon? How? It's a trade. You know what the trade deadline is? God. It's going to Brown. What What was it that Emmett Smith said? Uh, that's impossible. You remember back in the day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish we had some Emmett Smith commentary on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, unpossible or whatever. He, he said something stupid way back when, man. I'm pretty sure it was unpossible. But, well, you know, there was one player who was celebrating that fail. Yeah, A.J. McCarron. <laughs> he, he was drinking probably like there was no tomorrow. Saying, thank you, Lord, I'm not going to Cleveland. Oh, I, you Twitter know. was phenomenal. Oh, they had to be. Had to be. Had oh, to be, dude. It's just, that's unbelievable. Again, There's of like, woo, not not Mark Wu, like W H E W, woo, that it goes through. I just, I, <laughs> I just don't know, man. It's just, it's so Browns. It's so Browns, dude. That's the thing. At the end of the day, that kind of screw up. It is perfectly fitting for the ineptitude of that franchise. That they screw up their own freaking trade. 
You know what I mean? It, it, it's fitting, and it's really a shame. Again, that, you know, that's a storied franchise. Look, they've been crap for a while. Uh, I get that, but that's a that's a long that's an old school, you know, storied franchise. You can find Browns fan. Well, they might be in hiding right now. Okay, that that's <laughs> fair. But you can find Browns fans virtually anywhere, dude. That's old school franchise, and they cannot get out of their own damn way. It's just it's incredible. It's just incredible. You know, I don't know what that says about you know Kaiser that they were you know willing to make that move for McCarron, but the pushback, yeah, it, it it is funny in in some capacity that like you know I, I was reading articles and they're like AJ McCarron is the luckiest man on the face of the planet right now, and it's like oh my god, like how much? <laughs> okay. uh, it, you know, seriously, it's just just nuts, man. How, how do you get that wrong? How? How do you get that How wrong? How do you not hit the send button? It's just it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did they, they do? Appreciate it. All you had to do was hit the send button. <laughs> I mean, that's the classic. Come on, man. <laughs> what do they do? Start celebrating early, pop champagne, just spray it all over the place and go, wait a second, did we forget to hit the button? Yeah. Like that's That's the visual I had in my head. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn DSL! What the hell? <laughs> Are they still using AOL? Are they on dial-up? I mean, what happened? <laughs> dear NFL, CompuServe. Dear, dear God, uh, Netscape Navigator. Dear NFL, you've got mail. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, just barf, dude. Uh, but it's like, wait a second, who the hell's on the phone? Shit, get off of it already. Dude. We're trying to send a trade. We're sending a fax, damn it. <laughs> Ma, get off the line. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh. I love this. Bengals and Browns actually agreed to AJ McCarron trade at 355 per source involved. Bengals approved trade to NFL. Browns did not. That was from Adam Schefter. And, of course, the Browns disputed it. NFL's just like, nope. You know, I, it, it, it's just insane, dude. I was looking for like some of the fan reaction. I had a couple things pulled up, but and a lot of them, a lot of them are, are, is, are the essential joke is like they're just celebrating too early. So they have like any number of clips where people did. Oh, remember that soccer? Was that I don't know if it was this week or last week, but it was that like rando video of some soccer game where like the dude kicked it and the goalkeeper. I, I don't know. I'm gonna play it right now to get the reminder of it. Like the dude kicks it, it goes off the top. Uh, the top of the of the net, of the, the crossbar bounces way up in the air. The goalie runs out like celebrating like mad, and then the ball ends up bouncing back and rolling into the into the net. It's like impossible, right? It's impossible, and it, it, you know that's one of the, the again. Emmett Smith, the impossible has happened with the Cleveland Browns. Premature celebration, dude. Oh, that sounds like an issue. I do like this one. Look on the bright side, Browns. This call went through, and it's a picture of Johnny Manziel answering the phone. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) That's pretty fantastic. Ah, just garbage, dude. Seriously, Cleveland, how do you F that up? Cleveland going to Cleveland, buddy. Cleveland going to Cleveland, dude. Just sad. Well, you know what? Let's knock out the trade stuff real quick. So Garoppolo, I think that I think that's a win-win. I think it's the only thing I find that's a little bit puzzling to me is that the Patriots traded Brissett and Garoppolo. You know, that's the only thing that's kind of odd is that they move both of their dudes. I mean, yeah, they sound Hoyer, but 
you know, if Brady went down, Garoppolo, I think most of us would go, okay, well, he could have he could have come in and play. They would have been good. He's not as good as I, I don't. I mean, general expectation, he's not Brady, but they could win with him. <coughs> Brissett, serviceable, could could certainly get some W's there. But Hoyer, man, dude, let me tell you, if something happens with Tom Brady and Hoyer's coming in there. Forget it, bro. <laughs> forget it. <laughs> I, I, the, it's I, over. It's over, bro. It's over. Then you can just talk to Sam Hinkie and trust the process or something. Because uh, that's done, son. <laughs> so that's the only thing that's really weird to me is that they move both of them. You know what I mean? Like, I totally get one. But that's really aggressive to move both of those guys out. Again, I, you know, it's good. I think it's reasonable value. I don't hate the move. I like it for the 49ers. I think the, the two that really surprised me were the Panthers randomly trading Kelvin Benjamin to the Bills. That was just weird. I know they want to get some more speed out there. But yeah, move Funches. What the hell has that guy done? Um <laughs> You know what I mean? Why, why, unless they unless they just figure you know Benjamin's going to want too much money, they don't want to pay him. Like it was weird. I was, here I am watching a highlight from the Panthers Bucks game, and it's like Cam Newton lobbing up this big old bomb. Okay, well twenty five yards, but lobbing this jump ball up in the end zone to Benjamin, and then he's gone. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's just Makes weird, no dude. Sense. That one was strange to me. You want to get some more speed out there? Fine, man. I totally get that. Uh, yeah. But, that we was, signed Ted Ginn. Yeah, you should, seriously, you should have kept that dude. Should have kept that dude. Uh, I guess they want to see. I, I don't know. I mean, what is it? Curtis Samuel, the guy from Ohio State. They're going to get that dude on field. You know, I, I, mean, I don't know. It's just it's just bizarre just to me. But hey, Funches. Fun, look, man, Funches knows how to run his routes. Remember that. <clears throat> Remember that. Uh, congratulations. But I think Carolina and Washington. You know, both made mistakes with receivers in the off season. Oh, of course you know, they I did. Carolina should have kept Ginn and. Washington should have at least kept Garcon. I think it should have kept Garcon. I was okay with with you know Deshaun Jackson walking. Not that I didn't like him. I just think it, for the money, that was the one that they could let walk. Um, right. But Terrell Pryor hasn't panned out. What was it a one year six million dollar deal bust? He's going to be gone. Uh, yeah. Dotson Dotson's had a few moments, but certainly hasn't been piling up the stats. Crowder's been largely worthless most of the year. I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. But Benjamin surprised me. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, Jay Ajayi getting traded from the Dolphins to the Eagles was like, what the hell, dude? What are y'all doing? That one totally caught me off guard. Didn't see that? I mean, I, did any of y'all see? Like, that had to be like, what? Huh? I mean, all the trades that yeah. really happened, the big ones, were kind of was like, whoa, what the hell just happened? I mean, because usually around the trade deadline, there's usually mm-hmm. not a lot going on. This year, for some strange reason, everybody and their brothers like, hey, let's get a trade going. Well, you know, I'm happy to see that in some capacity because I, I, I don't know, the fact that the NFL trade deadline is usually boring is, well, quite frankly, boring and kind of pitiful. Uh, I mean, it is true, right? So I'm happy to see some movement. Uh, I think that's a that's a cool thing. It is, but those trades just surprised me. Uh, I, it's not quite the significance. Like I remember when. Uh, the the Eagles traded um, LaShawn McCoy, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, that one was mind-blowing, right? Yeah. That one was mind-blowing when that happened. But, I mean, it's just odd. I, I work with a, a Dolphins fan, and so when I saw that, man, I sent him an email real quick, and I was like, what the heck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, was, he was just blown away by it, just blown away. But... You know, and then of course Dwayne Brown from the Texans to the Seahawks. That was another significant one, which is a good move for the Seahawks. They clearly need the help 
uh, at tackle. Uh, yeah. I think that's I think that's a great, 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 great move for them. Uh, I'm a fan of that one. And, you know, all the trades make some degree of sense, although you could certainly make an argument that the Eagles have a pretty running back rich scenario. Uh, they seem to have plenty of bodies. Uh, although, you know, if Dwayne Brown was going to get traded, you almost have to wonder why didn't, the, why didn't the Eagles jump in on that since they lost Jason Peters uh, for the rest of the year. And, and Peters has got some age on him. Um, although certainly I would think he can come back and play if he chooses to, but he's mid thirties, so he's he's starting to get up there. Love went, I, you know, I've made no secret about that. I'm still not going to trade him to Woodfield, so you might as well just stop asking. <laughs> yes, you will. Nope, I don't think you can offer me a compensation package in the keeper league that is that is going to make me happy to move move Wentz. I just don't see it. Uh, and that includes all oh, the. I know, pe- I know there's something I could do, and you do it. Yeah, it probably involves a whole bunch of people in IR. Get out of my face. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you can make some argument that it's like, well, you know, maybe you should have flipped that. Maybe the Seahawks should have traded for, you know, Jay Ajayi and you know, the Eagles should have traded for uh, Dwayne Brown. But, uh, you know, all, all the moves make some degree of sense for what the teams are trying to do. And it, you know, like, it's also kind of funny that the bills appear to be like in a sell it off kind of mentality. And they've had a pretty good start. I mean, they've had a good start to the season, although they sucked the butt on. They went full BSE on Thursday night football. Way to oh go, y'all! Goodness. Way to go! Way to go! Sucking that bag of ass on Thursday night football. Seriously, y'all, you got rolled by the Jets, 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 Jets. Seriously, ridiculous. Hey, Cleveland but, just called. They have a question. Oh yeah, what's that? The same question I was asked when they botched the trade. You would. <laughs> How do you fuck that up? You know what? Cleveland, you need to get Cher there for a concert. <laughs> all those drafts, all those draft picks you missed on. Dude, they missed on draft picks and they missed on a damn trade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know it's got to be look if you're a Browns fan it's got to be extra salty right because you're looking at Deshaun Watson you're like man you're looking at Carson Wentz you're like seriously then you, you know of course you have to remember what you, know, what you did and actually taking old Johnny football and, and, and just you can't even execute a trade dude it, it's crazy it's little wonder that Josh Gordon has an addiction problem because he's stuck in Cleveland <laughs> dealing with that team right it's little wonder that dude has had drug problems that. That, that, that's, that's a terrible joke but right I mean come on He's stuck in like some armpit of football hell. Let that man go. Free, free Josh Gordon. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> Send him to Dallas. No. How do you fuck that up? You can't send him to Dallas. No. <laughs> no. That would tick me off, man. No. There's a lot of places you could, if they're going to move Gordon, there's a lot of places you could go. But that, for what, Dallas would annoy me. That would annoy me. So, uh, anywho, but like the but the trades, yeah. I mean, Jay Ajayi definitely caught me off guard, and the Dolphins are a mess, dude. They are a mess. Ah. Think of the team, and we're you know what we're at the midseason, right? We're I mean we're going week week nine here, so we're essentially you know we're halfway. I can't believe we're halfway through the freaking NFL season. That's insane. But you know, status check. You know, the Bucks way to not live up to expectations. The Dolphins have legitimately underperformed. Uh, the Redskins are, well, they're just going to do what the Redskins do, get injured, get beat up, and find ways to lose at the end, uh, which they did. 
the 49ers, we figured they were tough sledding this year, so that's not a huge shock. Uh, Colts, we figured with with no luck they were going to be garbage. They are. Um, yep. You know, but from a midseason standpoint, and of course the Packers losing Rodgers. We'll see how they navigate the next couple of weeks, but – I can't. I still can't believe we're half. I'm sitting here thinking about it now. I'm like, oh my god, dude! Halfway through the season, <laughs> but think of the surprises that we do have. Oh my gosh, Justin! What? I just totally had a Bon Jovi song reference. Oh, you wanted to go like halfway there, living on a prayer? Yep. <laughs> nice. Sorry, it literally just. No, it's okay, dude. It's okay. I I do like some Bon Jovi, man. I do like some Bon Jovi. Oh, there you go. This is for you, bud. This is for you, bud. So, mid-season, well, and it's fair. You know, I tell you what, mid-season, it's fair to talk about that. So, we got the trades. Uh, We covered that a little bit, unless you guys have anything in particular that you want to bring up on that one. But mid-season. So, to be quite honest, like, looking at the league right now, uh, with where we're at, whether you want to call it mid-season grades, mid-season surprises, expectations, whatever the case may be, yeah, halfway there. Um... What is your biggest so and it can be bad. It doesn't have to be good. What's your biggest surprise of the season so far, Shannon? That with having a terrible defense and a terrible running game that somehow some way New England is still in first place. New England good in New England. <laughs> 6 and 2 and and Brady at 40 is is just as good as ever. I mean, I, I, between I, I would actually put him over Carson Wentz at this point as NFL MVP. Carson Wentz has been fantastic. I am not taking any way, anything away from the guy, mm-hmm. but um, uh, Philly's defense has been better. Philly's running game's been better. Yet Tom Brady has his team. I, I guess is the number two seed in the AFC at this point because of the Kansas City win over New England, but. Yeah. I mean, they're right there as usual. Well, it's just it's just it's just amazing that one guy makes that much difference. Well, I mean, you, you figure their defense in New England. I mean, that was a crap storm out of the gate. I mean, they were oh giving gosh. up insane amounts of pass yards. They were struggling, and yeah, I mean, you think back and you're like, oh, well, they're six and two. Well, of course they're six and two. They're the Patriots. But it, look, as long as Brady is upright and Belichick is coaching that team, they're going to be in the thick of it. And he, here's the thing: even when they have talent issues or, or defensive problems or whatever, that team is going to find a way to work through that. It doesn't mean they won't have limitations or issues, but they're going to coach them up, for lack of a better expression. They're going to figure out their problems in the season. You know what I mean? And they're going to adjust. They're going to scheme. They're going to they're going to figure out how to be more competitive. They're going to figure out how to tighten it up, right? It's what they do. It's what they've done, and it's what they will continue to do until Belichick retires and or Tom Brady falls apart. You know, once those things happen, it's a whole different world. But until those things happen, Patriots going to Patriots. And, yeah, fine, bumpy start, so be it. So be it. And the- my, other, my other one would be New Orleans on a five-game winning streak after starting that one, too. Yeah, they've been a pleasant surprise, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, not that it's a great defense, but they've been more competitive than I would have expected. More competitive yeah, than I would have expected. Like, start knowing, too, I was like, ah, uh, another, another year. But they, they pulled off the five in a row, and I'm like, okay, 
Defense is much better. They're not going to be in Breeze as good as he is. That offense is not as explosive as right. they've been in years past. Right. But Breeze doesn't have to do that, you know. With the defense they have, just be good enough to get yourself over to hump. Uh, side note: So the Saints beat the Bears twenty to twelve. All right, that's the first time since two thousand and nine. That the Saints won a game where Breeze did not throw a touchdown. Wow. Think about that. That's a Damn. long that's they a long won the Super Bowl that year, by that's the a, way. Yeah, that's a long time, brother. That's a real long time. So it goes to show you how significant now granted it was the Bears, okay? And I mean they got their rook they got their rook in there with Trubisky, but still, you know, they've been a pleasant surprise. Kudos to them. Okay, so we got uh, Patriots and Saints. Where else you want to go with that one? Again, um, pleasant surprise. Randy a shot. Okay, all right, cool. So, Randy, again, it can be good or it can be bad. All right. So, what are your okay. biggest midway through the season? What do you what you know? What are your biggest surprises or biggest takeaways from from just so what the NFL has given us so far this year? Well, one of them was going to be the Saints. Yeah, uh, but Shannon beat me to it. Okay. <clears throat> I will say uh, that <clears throat> even with uh, the the lackluster performances at quarterback uh for the vikings being six and two is kind of surprising to me uh just because i mean in that division i mean we all obviously we all thought green bay was going to run away with it so and with rogers out obviously now surprisingly the vikings and not the lions have taken advantage of this because the lions looked like they were gonna blaze a trail and started off three and one now they've lost three in a row well yeah Lions had a couple games where they looked like you were like okay maybe they're gonna put this together but i don't know then then they do stupid stuff like they did in that steelers game you know what i mean yeah but. that and another one that's surprising me is the fact that the steelers are six and two with just with Roethlisberger just not being what he used to be obviously age is really starting to play in a factor with him which is which is a shame. I mean, obviously, uh, before the season started, he was talking about possibly retiring, and yeah. now we're starting to see that decline. And that's, it's such a shame because he's been so good for so long. He has. I, I I think with him, I don't know that he takes hits as well as he used to, and I don't think he because for a few years it felt like uh, you know somebody would be hanging off of him and he would just like step up in the pocket and throw anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that he quite if, if, that he quite has that kind of moxie in him anymore at this point, and he he misses on some throws that you're like, how did you not hit that? But still, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and the New World Revelation Juju Smith Schuster rolling in. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh did has. Did you up- see his tweet prior to that game? No, I. I what was his tweet before the game? <laughs> I just think he had one of the best touchdown celebrations the whole week uh, when he because he scored uh, when the <laughs> turning point uh, Lions. By the way, in a game that you're down thirteen twelve, take the points. It's okay. Kick the field goal. Kick the field goal. Kick the field goal, dude. It's okay. It would have been you would have been up fifteen to thirteen. It was the right decision, uh-huh. except you didn't do it. You went for it on fourth, and Stafford got taken down. And, you know, the Steelers had the ball, and it looked like for just a brief moment, maybe the Lions could hold it. You know, Ben's thrown out of his end zone. It's third and nine, but nope. 
Uh, he lobbed one up to old Juju, and uh, that's when he cranked up the Jets and just busted. That was a 97-yard touchdown. I did like how uh, <laughs> there was mention that maybe Madden needed to reevaluate his speed rating after that one. I laughed. <laughs> I thought that was great. But he had one of my favorite touchdown celebrations of the week after he popped off for that 97-yard touchdown, and he broke out the chain and locked up his bike on the sideline. Well, the exercise <laughs> bike, but locked up the bike on the sideline. And I thought that was hilarious. Hilarious. Appropriate, hilarious, and very well done. Um, Bell ain't taking that bike. Yeah, no. You know, it's just take the points, dude. Yeah, it's funny. I swear there are moments you were watching these games and a team just, I don't mind a team being aggressive. I don't, right? But there's smart aggressive and there's stupid aggressive. And yes, fine. It's hindsight's revisionist. It's 2020. Okay. Oh, we said it at the time, though. But in the in the moment when that game was on and we were watching it, we were like, yeah, we yeah, all said we're it. like, dude, take the points, bro. What are you doing? Take the points. Take the points. What are you? What? Are you, it's just, this is a tight game. It's a tight, low scoring game. Don't do something stupid. And they did something stupid. So, and it cost them because later in the game, yeah, I mean, it was twenty fifteen. They got another crack at it. If, if it was if they uh-huh. if, if it was twenty to eighteen, or maybe if they don't give up that hundred yard touchdown, maybe it unfolds differently. I mean, you you I mean, you never quite know how a game's going to play out, and that's fair commentary. But look, I mean, Steelers did a great job with their goal line defense and their red zone defense. They really did. So you have to give them their credit. Defense is really good, huh? Their defense is really good. Yeah. And their defense has amped it up a little bit. So Pittsburgh's trending in the right direction. You know what I mean? The Lions are doing what the Lions are going to do. The Lions are doing what they what they did to make Megatron retire, which is find <laughs> ways to lose, right? And Barry Sanders. Yeah, and Barry Sanders. Yay for y'all. Um, All right. Justin, but, are you ready? Yeah, go for it, dude. Everybody loves me now, but the, there's some people that will start me a fantasy on Sunday. Fake love. <laughs> that was like three days before his game. Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster. It's a great name, by the way. Great name, by the way. Youngest kid in the league. He's 20, <laughs> isn't he? 20. Yep, 20. Oh he, can't, he can't even have a beer legally. Good Lord. I'm... And I will say my final, well, my final biggest uh, surprise, the Saxonville Jaguars. Yeah, didn't they have like ten sacks the other week? Something crazy. That's the Colts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what the whoa. hell happened to this defense? All the talent finally decided to show up. <laughs> well, and then they traded for Marcel Darius. Yeah, yeah. What? Maybe. Hopefully, that's a good move for Darius. Hopefully, that's a good move for him. I think Jacksonville's a, that they're a good story, man. Because that that team has kind of been, you know, they've been so beat up for years because you'd go okay maybe they're gonna really compete this year and then hurt 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 you know what i mean they have tons of injuries should have traded for eli yeah yeah I, I don't i don't i don't think the giants would have done that though marone's not gonna let bortles cost them the game if they're gonna lose it's because they ran the ball 40 times they just didn't want to pass the damn thing yeah but but it, look to your point, Jacksonville good or Saxonville, uh, which is a really fun nickname when their defense is good. No doubt, that's one of the better ones. That's better than like you. Know, there's a, you can always think of like fun names, like if when you know if Pittsburgh you know messes up the bed in the game, you know like Schittsburg. You know what I mean, it, or when they they 
they win another <laughs> ring, Sixburg. You know what I mean? Like some teams just have like like, like city names and team names or are just Blitzburg. Blitzburg. They just have names that are conducive to like fun with nicknames. I still have some residual junk from the other week, so sorry if I cough a little bit. But at least I don't have pneumonia. At least I don't think I do or did or whatever. But Saxon was a fun nickname, man. Saxon was a fun nickname. I would be totally okay if they had a nice run. I don't know that they will, but I'd be okay if they if they did. That's a good story. That's legit. That's a good story. Matt, what what's your biggest surprises or you know best and worst or whatever through the mid you know <laughs> halfway point of the season? I, th- I think the biggest uh, surprise to me has been the uh, AFC East. New England's not as good as on paper. They're not as good as they've been. Yeah, Buffalo's but been they're getting stronger. better. Cats are yeah. like we don't know. <coughs> uh, Aaron going down. Yeah, changes the landscape of the NFC. Oh, of course, of course. Um, Saints. I think a team that could be on the resurgence back up with uh, Kamara and uh. Yeah, Kamara's been a nice find for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. If Kamara doesn't show up, AP's still there, you know. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. Been, I don't know about that because I just AP just didn't fit. AP just didn't fit, fit there. Been, no, it would have sucked. Been insurance I, policy. I think they would have. I think they would have moved policy. him. I think they just would have just moved him. He wasn't fitting what they were doing. It made sense to it move just, him. It just seems like injuries have been the story of the year. OBJ. Yeah. Palmer, Rogers. I mean, well, you know, there's always sense. there's always injuries, but yeah, I'd say the the magnitude and the duration of you know what I mean uh, of the injuries. It, it feel I don't know I don't know if it's recency bias or what, but it does feel so significant this year, particularly in a season where you know ratings are are down a little bit. They're they're a little bit depressed. Um, for a multitude of reasons, cord cutting, anthem protests. There's a lot. There's a lot of things that factor into that, but it feels like the number of big people, big stars that have been hurt, particularly you know missing huge chunks of the year. You know, you think of J.J. Watt, you think of Odell Beckham, you think of Aaron Rodgers, and of course now Deshaun Watson. Uh, we could probably keep piling up a big list of people. Oh, Dalvin Cook, David Johnson, Carson Palmer, anybody that played wide receiver for the New York Giants. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, a- Andrew Luck, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, a ton of injury, ton of injuries, ton of injuries. And, and it does feel, it feels uh, every year people get hurt, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's football, dude. It's football. Every year people get hurt. But it, again, I don't know if it's recency bias or what, but it does feel like the weight of the injuries this year's, this year feels particularly heavy particularly heavy i'd have to go back and look to you know for us to do like kind of a comparison but yeah not that i think that's a fair point that's that's one of the big takeaways mid-season is just the 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 magnitude of the players that have been lost and the duration that they're out a lot of them season ending or certainly season altering where they're going to miss enough time that you know their team just may not be in position to do anything even when they come back you know, and hell, even even the Dolphins. You know, I mean, Cutler, Cutler's there because of an injury. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Julian Edelman. Edelman, mm-hmm. yeah. Mar- you know, Mariotto, uh, Mariotto, Mar- <laughs> Mariotto, <laughs> Mariotto. Thanks, Raj. Yeah, thanks, Raj. 
<laughs> you know, uh, yeah, just so many, man, so many. So, so essentially, that, what you're a, saying is we can equate the first half of the NFL season to a drowning pool song. Okay, <laughs> let the bodies hit the floor. No, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, like uh, for real, dude. Good that, pull, that, Randy. That is a good pull, man. I think that, and anybody in the Cleveland Browns front office, perhaps <laughs> <laughs> I, they probably they must they must have pulled some muscles trying to uh, you know they pulled a hammy. Oh, Jordan Reed, but he's hurt all the time anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the Cleveland Browns front office trying to complete that trade. They couldn't get that done. Got injured getting to the phone call. Uh, yeah, tough, man. That's legit. I'd, I'd be a buyer of that. I'd be a buyer of that one. Um, it's funny, and I'll say this just only once. It's funny that nobody went with the disaster that is the New York football giants, but maybe we've gotten conditioned to have the sucktitude of that for this year. I feel, I feel like that was a bigger surprise out of the gate, and then in retrospect we kind of see, you know what I mean, why they had some of the issues that they did. But AFC East as a whole, that's a, that's a good reference, Matt. I think that has been a, a pleasant, a pleasantly compelling division uh, in between the Patriots and their preseason expectations and the kind of the failure out of the gate, the defensive liabilities out of the gate, uh, and their impending turnaround. I uh, worked with some Bills fans, and they were all super hyped, and then the Patriots start turning it on. They're like, oh, of course the Patriots do. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's always fun. But uh, Dolphins are garbage. I thought they'd be better. Jets are better than I expected. Steelers started out rough. They're trending in the right direction. The Ravens are weird as hell. Um, <sighs> the Bengals have been crap for the most part. The Browns, we figured they were going to be rough. So no surprise there that they stink. Titans have been okay. Jaguars, a nice surprise. Texans, unfortunately, I think no Deshaun Watson. Just go ahead and... They're done. <laughs> Y'all are done. Uh, too many injuries. The Colts have been a dumpster fire. Surprising on some level. I didn't think it would be as bad as it's been. Um, no luck was going to be an issue. We knew that. But the Chiefs have been a nice surprise. Kareem Hunt's been a nice surprise. Alex Smith's performance this year has been a nice surprise. Yeah. Uh, that's been cool to see. Uh, I think he has the highest passer rating on deep passes in the whole league, which you wouldn't necessarily associate with Alex Smith. Well, when you got a burner like Tyreek Hill to throw to, it's yeah. kind of easy to see. Well, he's on pace. Smith is on pace right now for around 4,300 yards, which is, you know, I think his prior career high is like 3,500. So that would be a, a really big jump. Uh, clearly, he worked on the long ball. Yeah. Uh, worked on the long ball a bit. Uh, so they've been a pleasant surprise. Raiders have been a little uneven. Broncos have been crap. Thought they're oh, yeah. I mean, Trevor Simeon, dude, go ahead and pull that guy, man. It's it's done, son. You are not the answer. <laughs> Just sign Kaepernick and call it a day. Yeah. Start Paxton Lynch or something, dude. It, man. It, it, look, my God, look, Simeon, not the answer. Paxton Lynch, if you can't even trot that dude out there to start that guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're at this point with what you invested to pick him, and you're not going to roll that guy out. Either you have the answer and you just haven't let on yet, or that guy's not ready to play. You know what I mean? Brock starting this weekend, right? Yeah, yep. Bro- Brock. Yeah, because that's clearly that's awesome. Um, and yeah. the Broncos are going to be cock Brock this weekend. Cock Brock. You know <laughs> they've been rough. The Chargers are going to do what the Chargers do, which is find ways to blow stuff. I still can't believe. Was it Benjamin that ran <laughs> that muffed the punt and then ran backwards into the end zone and got <laughs> taken down in there for the safety? It's oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, dude. 
Eagles have been a nice surprise. They've been they're better than I. I mean, it, they were my dark horse going into the season, but they're better than I thought they would be. Wentz is better than I thought he would be at this point. Uh, pleasant surprise. Their defense has has been pretty good. Dallas a little regression. Obviously, all the stuff with Zeke, so some problems there. Redskins have had a lot of fight in them, but too many injuries, a couple of bad breaks. Uh, they they find ways to shoot themselves in the foot, which is typical, uh, whether it's coaching or execution or bad luck or whatever the hell it is, typical kind of thing. Giants total dumpster fire, Inj- obviously injuries with them. Vikings have been a nice surprise, competitive solid, and God bless if Teddy Bridgewater can show back up, and because uh, he's yeah, I think he's practicing now. If he can actually play and finish out the year, I think that would be a tremendous story. Uh, Packers, it's all about the Aaron Rodgers injury. Lions are going to do what they always do, which is trend back to mediocrity. The Bears, it, it, it's it's Trubisky development. I like them, but they're not. You know, they they had a couple of decent breaks early in the year, and then they just look they're going to fall apart. Saints, I think that's a pretty good story. Panthers, that you know, the regression. The Bucks disappointment. Uh, the Seahawks to me are kind of like the Patriots where they had a bumpy start, but they're going to figure it out. Defense is too good. Russell Wilson is too good. Uh, they'll be okay. Rams a little bit uneven. Cardinals a mess. 49ers disaster. So, yeah, you know, biggest surprise. I, I think I've got to circle back to the full sucktitude of the Giants. Uh, the explosion of Deshaun Watson, but, I mean, that's nobody. I don't, you know. I like them, but I don't think any it, it, nobody in their right mind thought he was going to be to, to, to do what he's done. Again, a shame about the knee injury. It really is a shame about the knee injury. Um, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it just sucks. Uh, sorry for your fantasy team, Whitfield. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, fat man. <laughs> Tell that man to ice up and get back out there. Shut Sound the up. fuck up. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> anyway, <sighs> yeah. Would you like Would you like to hear an interesting stat about Alex Smith? Since you did touch on him a little yeah, bit earlier, yeah, 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 yeah. You bet. He has thrown zero picks this year. The longest wow. streak. The longest streak any quarterback has gone is 286 pass attempts, which was Bernie Kosar back in the day. That's a name he's I haven't at, heard in a while. He's at 259 attempts. He's getting close to breaking that record. Thanks, Whitfield. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. And the fact that I mean, the way he's been playing, if he continues to play this way, that he might end up throwing zero picks. That's the first time well, any quarterback would ever do the, it. Now, granted, I'm sure it'll happen at some yeah. point, but just the thought of that actually happening is actually kind of neat. Well, somewhere along the line, even if it's not a bad throw, like one of the linemen will get a hand up and tip it, or it'll, or somebody will bobble it and it'll pop up. I mean, you know, there's no way that can hold through the rest of the year. It, it, even if it's not a bad throw by him, something screwy is going to happen, right? I mean, there's oh, just more than there, likely. There's just no way. But it is funny, man. Every year there are teams that just it's like they get. Good bounces and good breaks, you know what I'm saying, and, or are they, or they at least don't have bad bounces and bad breaks, you know. And and I'm happy for Alex Smith, man. Uh, you know, it's not like I'm a big Alex Smith fan or something like that, but I like Andy Reid. Uh, I certainly respect the Chiefs. I'm happy to see that guy have some success. 
and we'll see if they can finish the year strong. That's really the thing with them is, is it's what do they do at the end of the you know at playoffs? What do they do in the playoffs? They've been really good in the regular season for years, but you you gotta you gotta take the next step. You gotta deliver when it matters most. I think Chris Farley said it best that they're well, not going I think you meant this. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. <laughs> that sounds about right. So, Chiefs, don't do yeah. this. Don't do this. <laughs> no, no choking. No choking. No choking. All right. <laughs> Uh, look, we actually hit about the hour mark, so why don't we take a quick break, and then we, we might as well, I guess. It's funny. I thought we were going to lead off with the Astros. Honestly, I really did. And we, t- we talked about it, but we didn't really spend a lot of time with the World Series, which is weird. And we just love football. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's oh, true. Shannon, I do have a fun surprise for you. Okay. I do have I a fun- was going to say, we'll hit baseball on the back end. <laughs> Yay. Are you, are you telling me we're going to have a slump buster here at the Sports Brew? <laughs> I mean, we did take a week off, so we do have to get back into the groove. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me. Uh, no. Let's see. Hopefully. Uh, uh, although we'll let we'll we'll let Whitfield take care of that. Fail on fatties, buddy. Hell yeah! This is what's great about sport. Here's the thing, dude. If you didn't, Shannon, this one's for you. 15 okay. years ago, we are celebrating the 15th anniversary of Herm Edwards. That's right. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Yes, sir. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Hell. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Get out. Because <laughs> it matters. Get out. That's Get right. Out. Picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What did you see about the Bears? <laughs> uh, we shut them down that way? No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, let's, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's we played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. They were. And we let them off the hook. Hell yeah, coach. Thanks, coach. I miss him, man. So many great, great sound bites out of that press conference. Denny, Denny Green was great, man. Oh. Miss that dude. This, that did. Oh, here's, here's another no, no, good no. one. You, you don't want me to go much further. Here go you right go. ahead. Ask the question. Vernon, Vernon just uh, it was something that I told everybody at the very beginning of the week. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And um, we, cannot make, we cannot make decisions that cost the team. And then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No. You know what? This is how I believe, okay? I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else rather than play with 11 when I know 
that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Sorry, Cleveland. <laughs> Sorry, Cleveland. Can, can, can you imagine if Singletary actually was the head coach at Cleveland? How what that team would be like? Oh, dude, we'd have to have poor Singletary on suicide watch. Oh or my something. God! <laughs> I want winners, and I'm in Cleveland. <laughs> what what the am, I am I thinking? thinking? Oh my God! That would that would so much so... told me to go to hell. I'm here. I am. I'm in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know who you need in Cleveland. You know who you need in Cleveland, dude. What's that? This guy. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. <laughs> you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. So, good old Jim no, 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 no. No, no, what? The perfect. The perfect coach for Cleveland Browns is not even an NFL coach. Bill O'Reilly would be the perfect coach for the Browns. Bill Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> we'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right now, please. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I don't know. Bill O'Reilly was the coach there, man. I think the whole team. Well, you'll have plenty of time to live in a van down by the river when you're living in a van down by the river! I wish you could just shut your big yapper! That's right, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he, he wrote a book about it called Killing the Browns. No, 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 because he's written all these books called Killing Kennedy, Killing Lincoln, blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to let the fail horn play. This is a 10-hour loop of the fail horn. <laughs> I can just let it go. Well, I'm going to leave y'all gentlemen after this segment. So no more fail horns tonight. Did you say no more fail humping? Is that, what, <laughs> is that what you just said? No more fail humping? What? Yeah. Yes, that's what I said. Look, I'm, tired. I'm not talking about your date night with Rosie Palm, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right, man. No, it's cool if you got to get out. Um, I tell you, Yeah, let's take a break. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh god we'll talk about baseball when we come back um since you're gonna bounce out uh any walk-off thoughts as far as the world series matt i feel a lot what you feel i thought it was a pretty okay world series except for game five and game two were just they were incredible amazing they, they were, were incredible. They were absolutely amazing incredible and that's why that's what the great thing about the world series what world series is is that I think these two teams were so matched up perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was almost like the perfect storm. Both had two ace pitchers, not the greatest bullpens, but batters, and it proved. And Houston just proved if they get on base, you're not going to beat them. And when they were getting on base, you couldn't beat them. It was, I mean, the game, like last night, the game was boring for the most part. They got up and they pulled Darvish, then Kershaw came in and didn't give up any more didn't give up any more runs and it just 
I mean, it was like, what's this, the kid's name? Almost gave it away by hitting people for the Astros. It was like, I mean, I can't think of my guy's name. McCullers? Yeah, McCullers. He kept on hitting. He hit like three batters. Was it, um, then, was, was it, was, was it Beltran that was a teammate of Darvish's? Yeah. Yeah, because I could swear there was in the post game, like, uh, no, no, no. Beltran was, um, he was a teammate of Darvish's when they were in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, obviously it's going back, but I could swear he was talking to, like they like they had a tell with Darvish. You know what I mean? Like they like he he obviously he had some inside knowledge with with that. Dude. I mean, they took advantage of that guy, man. God bless. Oh, yeah. I know they were talking about like the slickness of the baseballs, how it negatively impacted the slaughters and all that jibba jabba. But dude, you Darvish, man. That guy is much better than what he, how we delivered in the World Series, bro. Because they totally took advantage of that guy. Uh, side note: He was a rental anyway. I, I understand he was a rental, but look, man, <laughs> this is the first time that there was a point when when Darvish went out there. It should have been was it Game Four that he pitched? Um, four and seven. Do y'all remember? Game four. Was it Game Four? It game okay. Four. So there was a point. Uh, I think it was after Game Four. That was the first time in thirty-four games that you Darvish didn't get a swing and a miss on a slider. I don't. I don't remember if that includes Game Seven. It's just bananas, dude. Just bananas, right? So that that's fair commentary talking about the ball, man. I totally get that, but bro, I mean, they had his number, dude. Uh, I saw articles where they were like, should they have? Should they have just tried to get Kershaw to start Game Seven instead of Darvish? I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. So it, it's a shame for that guy. Yeah, maybe. And in retrospect, it probably would have been the right decision. Um, it's just, again, game seven to me was a bit of a letdown. Game seven was a bit of a letdown. Uh, I mean, I'm happy the Astros won. It's not a matter of that. I just, I expected a little, a few more fireworks out of game seven than we actually got, but yeah, it's the way that it goes. I guess you're not, you can only get so many (laughs) game twos and game fives like that. (laughs) You can only get so many. So, and I think, uh, I think it was A-Rod. I don't remember who else was on the post game. But he was talk. But Beltran was talking about being able to read a Darvish or you know just having a, a his tells and what he was doing, and they stopped him. <laughs> they stopped him from talking about it, and that's a shame. Should have let that dude talk about it. That's super interesting info, man. Super interesting. Anyway, uh, Matt, let's go ahead and get you out of here. Uh, thanks for coming by tonight, and uh, yeah, dude, rest up. Have a good day at work tomorrow, and we'll catch mm-hmm. you on the flip side. Yeah, you know, here you go. I, I just found it. it was a tweet from uh, Jeff Perlman. As a ball player, the most important thing is uh, being able to do your job on the field, but at the same time being able to share information with your teammates. Sharing information, Frank. I do yeah. want to ask you about tonight. What I hear was there any sharing information with Darvish? Was he doing anything perhaps with his glove that those hitters look so comfortable? You know what? Uh, Drew Darvish is a guy that I got the opportunity to play with him uh, last year when I was with the Rangers. Uh, Drew Darvish take a lot of pride into no tipping. So uh, you know, Judah wasn't doing much. Uh, there were a few things that he was doing, but you know, a lot of guys sometimes are afraid to use them. Right. You know how it is. Sometimes you could translate something to the younger guys, and they're going like, "Oh man, I mean, that's okay. but you know, Drew uh, is a great man. I have to honestly uh, say that you, you can take pass. Go ahead. Right. Look at his face. Well, that song about was crap. But anyway. <laughs> Tipping pitches, man. Tipping pitches. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to tip some pitchers. We got some beer to drink. All right, Woodfield, <laughs> we'll catch you a little bit later. 
We're the Sports Brew. We'll take a break. We'll be right back in just a moment. So, and we will catch you on the flip side. Who and Ra, dude. Huh. All right, gentlemen. Good night, bro. Good night. Good night, man. Yes, sir. I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes. And I uh, did have a really important question, and that was, uh, should I grab another beer? And the answer, of course, as we're going to do another segment, is yes. <laughs> I do need to get another beer. Or, or as Arnold would say. Or as Arnold would say, if I can find the right page. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's too many here. It's like four pages he's, of Arnold sound bites. It's like, he's oh, thinking about it. He's th- yeah, he's thinking about it. Holy moly. Yes! There you go. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah, man. Huh? Say it again. Do I need another beer, Arnold? Yes! Okay, good. Hi, are you? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> wow. Drunk, Arnold. Thank you, buddy. What are you right? talking about? Beer, Arnold. That's what we're talking about. What's your point? <laughs> we're thirsty, bro. <laughs> Jeez. What? Hey, don't start that, man. Don't start that. What ain't no country I ever heard of? That's right. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what <laughs> one more goddamn time. What? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. Look, man, at the end of the day, uh, we'll wrap. We'll go back to baseball for, for a few minutes. Kudos to the Astros, man. Obviously, their world, their first World Series championship. I think that's a, a fantastic story. And you know, on the whole, I enjoyed the World Series. And I think that one of the most salient points was perhaps if you were a baseball purist, you didn't particularly enjoy Game Two and Game Five because they were so nuts. If you wanted the pitchers duel or any of that kind of thing, but it was a great series to rope in casual fans. You know what I mean? There were a lot of good storylines, and you had. Really, two absolutely incredible games. Perhaps it's a little bit harsh to be disappointed with Game Seven. I, I don't think I don't know that that's fair to take away from the whole series because of that. I don't know that anything can touch for me Cubs Indians. That was so ridiculous and so historic. Like, that was an absurd Game Seven. I mean, I, I I think in our lifetimes, at least to this point, I mean. I, there there have been some pretty incredible games and pretty incredible moments, but I, I just think on the whole, Cubs-Indians is, is one of the most significant, one of the most memorable, one of the most historic World Series that we're probably ever going to see. So it, it's hard to live up to that, but Game 2 and Game 5 were so insane that I think they really roped in people that maybe are a little bit more casual observers. You know what I mean? And enjoy it, but aren't necessarily purists or baseball diehards or that kind of thing. And and so that's, you know, that's good. That's good. I, I think the World Series was enjoyable. Certainly was a little bit of a roller coaster. Had some absolutely staggering home run numbers, which is fitting for what this year in baseball yeah. has really been. Inviting in, obviously, the discussion about the balls and how they're wound and are they slick and are they, are they this and are they that. But the Astros were a hell of a story. The Dodgers really had a hell of a year. Uh, you know, it, if you're a Dodgers fan, yeah, I mean, it, a bummer for you. They didn't finish that off. But you got, you know, clearly the two best teams of baseball. You got overall a very compelling, very dramatic World Series and just some incredible, incredible moments. 
So oh, yeah. I guess for both of you guys, as we give, you know, again, kudos to the Astros, but like what is, when you think of the World Series as a whole, what's, what's the biggest takeaway you have from what happened and how it played out? And, you know, like what, what's your takeaway and, and perhaps your, your strongest impression of it? what it meant and, and, and just, I don't know, significance to you perhaps, whether it's Shannon, Randy, which one of you wants to lead off? <laughs> <laughs> well, d- who wants to go George Springer? Who wants to lead off? Nice one. <laughs> Since he is their lead off hitter. I mean, that his performance alone in the World Series was phenomenal. I mean, you're talking about him being mentioned in the same vein as Reggie Jackson because of his five homers in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Five of the 24 hit by 14 different players, mind you. And Which, wasn't that five off of five different pitchers, if I'm not mistaken? I believe you are correct. But it's just, I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, granted, you know, you're talking about a guy who hit 34 homers in the regular season, so you you knew that he had the power, but just he was right. on fire. I mean... You, you you can't be more locked in than that in, in a seven game span to hit five homers. You cannot be more locked in than that. I was trying to find what he hit and what he batted in the ALCS. He didn't have a good. He didn't have a he good struggle. Yeah, the ALCS. It, it, yeah. I was, I was trying to find the number. It was pretty low, and he totally turned it around in the World Series. That yeah, I mean uh, you know look easy choice for uh, MVP. Um, he batted 379, five home runs, seven RBIs, eight extra base hits, so the most ever in a World Series. And he was the first player to homer in four straight games within a single World Series. And, you know, he, he said the right thing. You know, after he had his MVP award, Springer talked about how, you know, the series victory was particularly meaningful for uh, both the Astros and then the city of Houston. He said, quote, this is a dream come true and an honor. Uh, but it's about the Houston Astros tonight, our city, our fans. That patch in our chest really does mean something. We're coming home champions. You know, he matched Reggie Jackson in 77 and Chase Utley in 2009 uh, for the record of five home runs in one World Series. Uh, granted, Utley and Jackson did it in six games. But still, I mean, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's a hell of a thing. Uh, it was also clutch like hell, dude. Uh, game two, he banged out a two-run homer off Brandon McCarthy in the top of the 11th. Game four, uh, he gave the Astros a 1-0 lead in a six uh, when he broke a Baddox Woods no-hitter with a home run uh, out the left field. Uh, game five, that was the Bananas 13-12 win for the Astros. He had a seventh-inning home run, crushed it. I think, that, I think they estimated that one at about 448 feet off uh, Brandon uh, uh, Morrow. Tied the game at eight. Game six. He made it 1-0 in the third inning with an uh, you know uh, an opposite field shot off of uh, Rich Hill. Uh, game seven, uh, two outs in the second inning. He had a 438-foot, um, just crushed it, two-run shot. So he, he came up really big. He earned that. He <laughs> earned that MVP, dude. Earned that MVP. And that was hellified, man. That was, that was hellified. But, yeah, the big turnaround from the ALCS, dude. Big turnaround from that one. Do um, you guys like irony? Yeah, sure. Why not? What you got? Sports Illustrated three years ago said that the Houston Astros would be your 2017 World Series champions. Guess who was on the cover? Springer. Yep. 
Springer, man. Shannon. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Dude. I, I we mean, have... they, like, not only did they have the World Series champion right, they had the MVP of the series on the cover. Like, I want to know that writer, how he got the time travel. <laughs> I Look, mean, come on. Never before have we broken out the song on the sports brew, but I think we have to go a little Alanis Morissette, right? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. and then I think you have to go share on the time travel thing. <laughs> Side note, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I usually keep a lot of SIs. I don't know that I have that one. Okay, that may have been in the bathroom pile for a few years. I probably chucked it out last. <laughs> I, probably, I probably chucked it out. I probably chucked it out last month, man. That 2014 edition of Sports Illustrated with Springer on the cover, predicting the Astros would win. The 2017 World Series. That's a collector's item, by the way. All right. Oh, yeah. Those things have sold on eBay for as much as a thousand bucks each. You better go digging through it, bro. Dude, I got to go look, man. I got to go upstairs to the attic, man. I got to see if I have that damn thing, bro. Like, for <laughs> real, dude. Pretty, I mean, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Even if I only got a hundred bucks, that's a great deal for the magazine, man. You freaking kidding? Exactly. But, yeah, nuts. And I think they. If I remember correctly, I'm trying to find the article, but uh, I could swear like uh, when they did that, that was a there was a, a spot of contention. I think they were they were supposed to do a cover with Michelle Wee. <laughs> that, however, wouldn't be as collectible. I think in retrospect, you uh, they clearly made the right decision. They're pretty yeah. fa- pretty fantastic, hey, and per- pretty damn fantastic <laughs> to say the least, dude. Say the least, collector's item, man. What a deal, man. What a deal. Kudos to the Houston Astros, man. That was a fun season, fun playoffs, fun World Series. Look, they had a lot of names, a lot of players, a lot of stars, a lot of big moments, a lot of big hits, a lot of home runs. And, and, you know, they delivered it in a very, very satisfying way for their fan base. And, you know, again, I I think there is a, 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 like a line of, you know, a, a point of delineation between like, maybe your your purists and your casual fans and this was a world series that roped in a lot of people that you know maybe aren't aren't huge in a regular season but love the playoffs which is kind of like me because <laughs> i don't worry a lot about the regular season until it gets late but i like the playoffs and i love good competitive urgent baseball playoffs you know what i mean because uh, oh, yeah. the games have so much more meaning in the moment and so much more meaning in the short term and I, I love that uh, that's what makes it really fun from my perspective. Uh, the, the Astros did set a World Series record with 15 home runs as a team. Pretty fantastic. And again, I just think it's a trem- I think it's a tremendous story. I think Matt may have mentioned it. Uh, McCullers, he, <laughs> Astros pitcher Lance McCullers Jr. became the first pitcher to hit four batters in any postseason game. <laughs> he also became the first pitcher to hit four batters within the first three innings of any game. Regular season or postseason since 2000. So, coincidentally, I like this one. Coincidentally, it was Dodgers starter Oral Hirschheiser who hit four Astros in that game. That's a weird-ass stat. Holy moly. How crazy is that? That is crazy. Dude, that's freaking bananas. Dude. And of of all the crazy things, by the way, lest I forget, because we certainly can't do that. Let me see if I can find this spot only because it's fitting and ridiculous and fantastic. Oh, come on. There you go. 
Gotta set this up the right way though. I do like I do like the fact that Carlos Correa got to go Beyonce, man. <laughs> there you go. Yep, he put a ring on it, man. Homeboy Carlos Correa wins a World Series ring and then he proposed to his girlfriend in the postgame. Seriously, dude? That's a bold move, Cotton. It's a bold strategy, yeah, Cotton. Bold that's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. I don't know. Hey, you know what? He went Bill O'Reilly and Leroy Jenkins in the same breath. He said, I'm going to do it live. Dude. Dude. Yeah, you know what? You are right about that. Damn sure. Damn skippy. Damn right. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. And we will leave you with a... We'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. There it is. There it is. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Live on air with yeah. boy Leroy Jenkins, baby. Dude, Woo! and she, he put a big fat rock on her hand, man. I don't know if you guys saw a picture of that ring, dude. That's a uh, that's yeah. a that's a big ass jobby. Big ass jobby, man. So uh, anyway, yeah, of course she said yes. <laughs> so good on him, man. Good on him. Um, that was pretty. That was unusual. I can't remember the last time, if any that a pro athlete popped the question after it. I mean, it, maybe I, I forgot college when boys college. State yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was what? Oh, seven, oh eight. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. Some time yeah. Frame, yeah. Right after the ridiculous game they had. With the, that was one of the yeah. best college games of all time. Oh, but. dude, by the way, here it is. George Springer hit uh one fifteen in the ALCS. <laughs> That's what he hit. What a turnaround. What a yeah. turnaround. Wow. Holy moly. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. Shannon, that's a good call, brother. Can you tell we've had too much to drink tonight? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. We're, we're more like 10 beer tooting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could use more, but I'm so tired from this week. Good Lord. Dude. It's been a hell of a week, man. It's been it a hell of a week. It has been. Hell of a couple weeks, honestly. Um, With you. Mm. I mean, hopefully, after these couple weeks, we can shake it off. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Did you really just do that to me? Dude. It's like we're in a playoffs of, of, of sound bites. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. What's that? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What's that? What? There you go. Anyway. <laughs> Shannon, I have to ask you, will you ever let it go? Ah! Randy, why? Why? How do you fuck that up? Why did you do that to me? It's usually Shannon's one doing it. I figured, why the hell not? Good pull, Randy. Yeah, good pull. Jerks. All right, look. Anyway, for all look, look, look. Free these playoffs and let's get on. Bruh, with it, okay, bruh. 
Bro, you killing me? <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought like one of y'all was gonna be like, you know, all the home runs in this World Series, man. Holy moly! It's a whole bunch of bang bang. Know what I'm saying? I thought you were telling me to crank up some bang bang there. We were trying to let you score. Oh, well. <laughs> Putting the ass in Astros, baby. Woo! I'm just kidding. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Stupidity. Oh <goodness>. Stupidity. <laughs> what we do yeah something like that something like that so uh, i have seen people mention that they think game five might be the greatest game ever played so <laughs> how far Maybe would you this game ever played i don't know about know about the greatest say it again it, it's one of the funnest games ever yeah. played i don't <laughs> it's know also the longest game dude that game much. ended like uh, i feel like it was three o'clock in the morning but i think it was actually like 140 145 when that th- when that sucker ended, that was tough, dude. I was tired the next day, and like I stay up late plenty, but that was tough. That was tough the next day. <laughs> I fell asleep uh. during the game, woke up to extra innings, and then just said, "I went Bell Arias, said f it, I'm going to bed." <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it, man. So look, look a couple couple notes, man. As far as Game Five, dude. One particularly interesting stat from this one, uh, and obviously baseball, people get a little carried away with stats and analytics. I totally get it. I totally get it, okay? But some of these things are just interesting, right? So the Dodgers were 101. I'm going to say that again. 101 in games where Kershaw got at least four runs of support. They led 4-0 and 7-4. And they couldn't hold on to that damn game. 100. 101. Cleveland's front office has a question. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> yeah, we're in Cleveland. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, freaking bananas. For the body in the marsh later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that, man. It just it's so many so many pieces, man. So so many moving I mean Altuve, freaking fantastic. Frick, just just phenomenal, dude. I, it just a total that guy's like a total freaking spark plug, man. What a gamer, man. What a gamer. But yeah, both of you. Like seriously, though. Like when you think back to the series, man, game two, game five, whatever. And Shannon, Shannon kind of went a little bit, or no, actually, excuse me. I think Randy, you kind of led the charge with it. But whether it's names, moments, whatever, dude. Just overall, what an an incredible I, overall story arc to get to where we're at. But I think Houston embraced their inner uh, Jason. They embrace their any inner Freddy Krueger. They just would not die. All right, that that's reasonable for our Halloween esque kind of. You know what? Okay, I, I, just I don't get think it. Think they would die. I get it. I just you know they just wouldn't die, and it 
they wouldn't go quietly. They weren't just going to go out like whatever. Yeah. They were going to let the Dodgers get them. And, and the Dodgers, in a lot of respects, answered the bell as well. Game five, or excuse me, game seven, just, I think that was more of an outlier than anything. Yeah. I think the Dodgers, I don't necessarily disagree going with you, Darvish, as your starter in game seven. But if Clayton Kershaw, you counted on him giving you four innings, eh, don't you start that guy? Maybe. I mean, it would have been aggressive. You know, on two days rest after starting game five. Look, but he did pitch four shutout innings. And but that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, I mean, to, if you, go ahead. Going into the game, like Kershaw said, I can give you four innings. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's almost a decent quality start. Like five well, innings. These days, it feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> oh my gosh, with these playoffs, like it just felt like they went to the bullpens so early. How um, is it? How is it after Darvish got rocked? And four, that they didn't, you know, I mean, look, if, if Beltran's coming out talking about how, you know, that Darvish was tipping pitches, how is it that the Dodgers didn't correct for that? Was there a better way to use Darvish as opposed to just bring him out as a starter? I, obviously, it's revisionist history, man. I understand that. Hindsight's twenty twenty, blah, 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 blah. But if, I, if Kershaw can give you four solids, is one of the criticisms going to be the fact that they rolled Darvish out there, given that scenario, and they got rocked each time? I, I I think Houston made the move when Giles just took a can of gas out there with him, and he just got lit up. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, Houston just said, okay, you're just going to sit the rest of the series. We're not taking any chances with you. Yeah. Um. Darvish had struggled. Obviously, earlier in the series, he struggled. It's game seven. If Kershaw says he can give you four, at that point in time, who who would I be to disagree, right? So that's where you're like, all right, all right, you're my guy. You're my whatever, $100 million man, $200 million man. I'm going to give you the ball. Give me four good innings. And honestly, I... Who who knows what would have happened afterwards? I mean, Astros probably yeah. still would have won, maybe. But well, Dodgers, at least you get off to a good start. Yeah, Dodgers dug themselves a hell of a hole um, with with Darvish in Game Seven. I think one thing that is significant is the fact that Houston's bats were, you know, <laughs> slump buster jokes or not, their bats were lively against Darvish on the road. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and they were tremendous at home. Tremendous <laughs> at home. Absolutely oh, yeah. ridiculous at home. Um, and the the Dodgers had a nice setup in six and seven, and, and couldn't quite finish them off. So, you know, some look, dude, it's the way things go. <laughs> you Darvish. Whew. I think a lot of people on some level were, were perhaps hoping that Darvish was going to come out and really kind of crush it as a little bit of payback, you know what I mean, for the shenanigans. Yeah, I heard something about that, that one of the Astros players, like, mocked them or something. Oh, you didn't keep up with that story? 
I, I I know why they were booing him. I, I know that one of the yeah. Astros like disrespected him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yuli uh, Gurriel, man. It was in the dugout. You didn't see a replay of that? He, no, he, I missed that. Yeah, okay. So he totally, you know, it's just, and I, I want to say they were, maybe they weren't teammates, but I think he played, I, I think Gurriel at least played with like Japanese players or whatever. Maybe he was, maybe he was over in Japan for a period of time. I don't quite recall the specifics on that. But anyway, he was in the dugout and he made like this motion, essentially doing like slant eyes, um, talking about Darvish. And so it got caught on camera and people went bananas and, uh, oh, wow. Considered a racist gesture. Of course, he suspended for I believe five games uh, the beginning of of next season. And uh, Carlos Beltran was actually really helpful, serving as an intermediary as a bridge uh, between the two on them. But uh, dude, the crowd gave uh, Gurriel the business, bro. Holy yeah. moly! Every time that dude was out there, they were booing. Let's see if this is a good sound bite. Hold on. <laughs> That's a lot of boos. Maybe it doesn't translate really well, but yeah, they they booed the hell out of that dude. <laughs> booed the absolute hell out of that guy. Uh, AJ Hinch said, uh, "Quote that was as loud and as long as a boo as I've heard in my time in sports." <laughs> He's doing the best he can to get past this. I don't think the Dodgers fans will let him get past it until well, maybe never. I think people have long memories in situations like this. He's still sorry. He's still regretful. He's still remorseful. He's got a penalty to pay. Sports will bring out a lot of emotions. So we'll show up ready to play on Wednesday. Well, yeah, on Wednesday. And again, we'll try to rectify what happened over time. So, and you, Darvish, you know you know what? Uh, you can criticize him for what happened in four and seven. But, um, you know, I, I think you, Darvish, handled that whole situation. Uh, he took the high road. And uh, kudos to him for doing that. Kudos to him for doing that. Because that, uh, that could have easily been blown up into something really crazy. Speaking of crazy, before we forget... Uh, the better man riding on the World Series. They pulled off their bet on Game Seven, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, there's one better that it was let it ride, and he got every game right from one through six. And uh, by the time he was at Game Six, they had uh, they were up to fourteen million bucks. <coughs> he was six for six. He or she, whoever this better was, was six for six. Let it ride on World Series bets, which is pretty damn fantastic. So uh, it's a shame they didn't go. They did. They didn't stick it on Game Seven, man. That would have been pretty pretty baller. And, of course, unless they went for the Dodgers. God, how much would it suck to be doing a let it ride bet, get to game seven and get game seven wrong? <laughs> that would be horrible. It I would mean, be the worst. And how, that's why that dude just said, give me my F money. F that. You know, I mean, how much money would you have to have to be like, eh, $14 million? That's okay, I lost that. Like, how rich would you have to be for that not to bother you? You know what I mean? I would have to pocket change at this point. Yeah. It's absolutely bananas. But I tell you what, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up any World Series stuff, and then we'll just do some wrap-up stuff with some football and get the hell out. Any other big takeaways you have, whether it's two, five, or the series, or the Astros, or Altuve, or anybody in particular, uh, Beltran, I don't know, anywhere you want to go with it. Um, fun stats, fun numbers, fun anything. Congrats to Beltron and uh, Francisco Liriano on getting your rings finally. Brian McCann as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Verlander. Three, yeah, Verlander. Verlander, uh, yeah, that's a true story. You know, I know that the Houston players were pissed in the middle of the season because they felt like they were one piece away and Verlander was at peace. And, yeah. And I forget who the player was that called him, but whoever it was, as Kevin Durant would say, 
you the real MVP. You the real MVP. <laughs> convincing convincing Verlander to come over was no easy task, and uh, you know once they convinced him, I think they completed the trade within with like two minutes to go in in the uh, MLB draft. So it, props to them. <laughs> props to them. Hell of a move. Hell of a move. Paid off really well. Paid off better for them than uh, Darvish did for uh, clearly the Dodgers. <laughs> Whatever the particulars <laughs> may be. Paid off for the, for the most part. It's just the late yeah. in the season. He, just, he yeah. just unfortunately just didn't have it. Yeah. Dims the brakes, brother. Dims the brakes. Dims the brakes. when it counts. Yes, sir. He didn't. Well, the Astros did. Darvish didn't. So, And sometimes that's how it goes, dude. Sometimes people got your number, man. Sometimes people and got your number. Say, yeah. I'm going to say it's, uh, it was nice to actually see that these past few years you're getting these really good stories yeah. from the World Series. It's not like, oh, look, it's the Reds again, or, oh, look, it's the Giants again. It's these all these teams that have struggled that, to mm-hmm. get to where they are mm-hmm. that had sucked for so long and then to actually finally make it and win the, win the ring. I mean, that's what it's all about i mean it's at least it's not oh look it's the back in the 90s when the a's had that you know had a string of world series appearances or and stuff like that this is these are teams that have had to go from the bottom being the worst in in the league and actually build everything from the ground up and it's really impressive just to see just the culmination of that work and i gotta give houston credit that team is young enough that they could be competitive in the playoffs for years to come. Mm-hmm. They've they've done they've built that team right. Look, even Sports Illustrated knew three years ago. Yeah, no Sports Illustrated curse for them. No, well, that's the ultimate slump buster. If you can break that, break the SI cover jinx. There, I mean, is there a bigger slump buster than that one? Like for real, dude. <laughs> That's like that's like that's the white whale of slump busters, man. No joke, <laughs> bro. Pretty serious. Uh, by the way, uh, only because I'm looking right at it, and I, I want to bring this up. As far as Darvish, two starts <laughs> in the World Series. This is incredible. He lasted three and a half innings. He threw 96 pitches. All right, <laughs> only four swings and misses, and he gave up nine runs. Disastrous. Absolutely disastrous for them. Ridiculous. Maybe they really should have just rolled out Kershaw on short rest. <laughs> you got four innings, bro. Go. <laughs> I'm saying, dude. Like, if he said he can give you four, take it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they should have. I mean, granted, they did, but a little too late for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't have any pop going on, man. Um, Anyway, well, well, let's go ahead and just wrap up baseball stuff. Uh, again, kudos to the Astros. Hell of a run, hell of a story. Enjoy the offseason. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did I see that um, Verlander and Upton are getting married like this weekend or next weekend? This I mean, weekend in Italy, yeah. Holy moly. How about that? Good for them, man. Good for them. And, uh, once you get married, just go bang, bang. <laughs> Look, Verlander, man. Don't mess that up, bro. How do you fuck that up? Don't mess that up, bro. 
Yeah, you just say it. Just say it. <laughs> it was nice seeing her in the stands. <laughs> oh Lord. Bang, and, and bang. no trains. No trains. Nope. Are you telling me that Verlander doesn't need somebody to come in for relief? I mean, complete, complete game, buddy. Complete game. Finish the game. So I just wanted that was Verlander using his slider with <laughs> Kate Upton on the wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Bringing the fastball, bringing the heat, <laughs> bringing the heat. Oh lord! Or, or a uh, backdoor slider. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Throwing cur- curveballs, man. Throwing curveballs, buddy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And by the way, Justin, mm-hmm. you just said balls. I did. I, I don't even know if I have that soundboard pulled up, bro. Damn. Hell yeah, of course I do. You said balls. <laughs> you better have the faith, bro. Shit. Shit, what? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> damn straight, uh, damn straight. Uh, side note: one of my favorite favorite videos of the week uh, that I saw. Um, I love this headline. It said baby Bills fan breaks his first table just days after being born. And so, great video. Great. I'll I'll put it. I'll, I'll send it to you in a sports group chat. Brilliant, by the way. Uh, of course, we make fun of Bills Mafia quite frequently for all the stupid stuff, and I don't mean people slipping their digits in the derriere. Um, that's pretty ridiculous on its own accord. However, uh, it feels like a couple times a year we have somebody jumping off a van onto a flaming table or something really crazy, really stupid, uh, like tailgating shenanigans. Anyway, so, uh, proud Papa has a baby in hand, man. Has him, you know, got the little skull cap on, got a little bills, like, I don't know, uh, the thing wrapped around him. And so (laughs) he's like, yeah, Bill's mafia. And he takes the baby and he crushes the baby through a styrofoam. I mean, gently. Um, but he, he takes the baby and breaks like a sty- little miniature styrofoam table. And I was like, that's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. Bill's Mafia, man. Christened by his dad by throwing him through a styrofoam table. Again, gently, if you watch the video, it makes total <laughs> It makes total sense. It, <laughs> it was not violent, but it was really, really funny. Kudos to that guy. I thought that was well played. Also well played are the Saints players that visited uh, Zach Miller in a hospital after after that absolutely grotesque, awful, ugly, your leg shouldn't bend that way uh, knee injury. Uh, I still don't know how that wasn't a touchdown. I think the dude got robbed. Uh, More importantly, his leg injury was absolutely disgusting. I think plenty of people, if they (laughs) watch that replay enough times, will probably want to barf. Uh, but, uh, you know, Godspeed in your recovery, man. I, I hope you heal up well. Uh, bodies and legs are not meant to go the way that that did. Oh, no. That was heinous. But uh, kudos to the Saints players that, that visited him, man. Uh, that was cool. Also, side note that I think is moderately entertaining. Uh, <laughs> I like this headline. Sam Darnold may reportedly stay in school if the Browns have the number one pick. <laughs> Smart man. That might, yeah. be, that might be the right decision, dude. Might be the right decision, no you doubt. Chose wisely. Yeah, uh, well, Shannon. After go ahead, go ahead, Randy. I was say, after the Niners got Garoppolo, even if they did have the number one pick, then Brown's number two. There's uh, he still may want to stay in college. It would only be fitting if the Browns were never. 
It would only be fitting if the Browns were number two, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Deuce is loose, buddy. The deuce is loose. Shannon, before I forget, before we get too late, because we're gonna we're in, we're gonna hit wrap up a clock here. Um, as far as college football, <laughs> your playoff rankings released. Uh, and and significantly, and I just want your take on this really quickly. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State. How in the hell does Penn State lead thirty-five to twenty with eleven forty-five left in the fourth, and then blow that game the way that they did? They played not to lose. It's that simple, man. Like you'll you'll see teams that'll either play not to lose or mm-hmm. they will play to win. And I just I don't think Penn State was aggressive enough. They should have found creative ways there in that quarter to give uh, yeah. Barkley the ball, whether that's play action, whether that's a direct snap, whether that's you know sending him out on a route. Yeah, but like that that last play before they had to punt to Ohio State, it, it was I want to say like a third and four. Ohio State had like a timeout left, and basically a first down wins the game. And they ran the ball and got a yard. It's it, you, at that point in time, just just trust your quarterback. I think I actually I may be thinking of Houston, but I was going to say State that sounds was, a lot like the Houston Seahawks game. Yeah, I think I'm actually looking at my <laughs> Houston notes. But but Penn State was actually in a similar situation where they ran it three times and just decided to punt. But Braxton Miller, dude, brother, I think you mean uh, JT Barrett. Bruh. Dude. Do you know what his numbers were in the fourth quarter? He completed his final 16 passes. Dude. Fourth quarter alone, and that's ridiculous. Fourth quarter alone, Barrett was 13 of 13 for 170 yards and three touchdowns. That's money. I mean, seriously, y'all? Seriously. So, Team Urban Meyer, man, they rallied up like champs. But, uh, but he hit that game-winning touchdown with a buck forty-seven left, and Penn State. I. That's just one of those games where you're going to go home and you're going to be like, "I wish we were more aggressive." Yeah, I, I wish we had tried to go win the game instead of um, trying not to lose. And and that's that's always tough. I mean. You're you're the number two team in the nation at that point in time, going to number six. Ohio State's defensive line, other than a couple of plays, kept Barkley in check. I mean, the opening kickoff, why on God's green earth they kicked it to him, I have no idea. I mean, he ran that opening kickoff 97 yards for a touchdown, and then I think he got loose for a 96, or excuse me, a 36 yarder in the second quarter. To put them up like twenty-one to three, Penn State uh, put fourteen on the board early with that with that yeah. turnover they got. But that that Ohio State defense, man, I mean, they gave up the special teams touchdown. The Penn State defense gave them great field position. I mean, other than that, Barkley uh, long run, and then the. <laughs> The should have been an interception, but was taken away by the Penn State receiver touchdown was insane. But other than that, like Ohio State's defense just kept that team in check. Yeah. And kept them in the game. And JT Barrett, that man balled out. That That's a game they're going to regret for a while. Penn State still has a chance to get back in. 
but they they got to hope for some things to happen. Well, there's a few teams that got to hope for some things to happen. <laughs> By the way, was Florida playing not to lose at the world's biggest outdoor cocktail party? What was going on with that? <laughs> I think they were playing to run the clock out so they could go join the, <laughs> the, the uh, biggest party. cocktail party. Yeah, they, I'm sure their fans needed to drink a lot <laughs> at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. That well, was I, I guess full BSE uh, coach, right there, buddy. Coach McElwain can uh, drink all the cocktails he wants now because he's, he's out of a job. Yeah, well, all those um, uh, death threats he was getting, allegedly, apparently. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. All that stuff's weird. So, quick reaction from the college football playoff rankings. I have no issue with it. Uh, it's the initial rankings. I think you can justify Georgia at one just because of the schedule they've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bama at two, Bama at one, Georgia at two. You can interact. You can switch both. It don't matter. Uh, Notre Dame at three. Their only loss was a one-point loss at home to Georgia. Uh, Notre Dame, man. Which really, at the time, people were like, uh, but in retrospect, I mean. It like, did, nah, dude. That, yeah. That's, at this point in time, that's it's, that's the absolute bet, almost best loss you could have. Yeah. Other than a one-point loss at Georgia, which would be even better. But, I mean, still, I mean, that, that's, that was a heck of a game. Uh, Notre Dame. Let me give some uh, quick props real quick. Yeah. Kid named Josh Adams. They're running back. Dude, crushing four, it. Four games in a row, he's had a touchdown of 70-plus yards. That's filthy, by the way. Damn. Filthy. Four in a row. It's insane. That's really damn impressive. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just... It, Kid, kid is balling. Now he's he's not balling quite as well as my man Khalil Tate, <laughs> but but he's balling. Well, that's all right, man. It, look, look, Adams, man, you got to push it, brother. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know how I didn't play that in the hospital when Sarah was delivering either one of our babies. How did, how did that not happen? Uh, because you wanted to live. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, I made the joke in real life, but I, I should have followed through at the hospital. I don't know how. I mean, I'm disappointed on some level. No, oh well. <laughs> Just saying. Of course, I also didn't play this at the hospital. Anyway, enough of that, enough of that, enough of that. (laughs) (sighs) Just saying. (laughs) At least you didn't play Bang Bang. I mean, well, I can. (laughs) Would Would you like that? Is that what the baby did? Hmm? Yeah, when they in the womb, like playing on the kidney and the liver and all that. Yeah. yeah. Kicking her in the heart. Kicking a crack. <laughs> Kicking her in the heart. Yeah. That's what those Sit, kids do. Sitting dude. on her bladder. That's right. Her- That's right. That's right. That's right. That's what babies do. Hell yeah.
Uh, no, I'm okay with the rankings. Oklahoma five, Ohio State six. I, I, that sounds about right. Oklahoma deserves to be ranked ahead of them because of the head-to-head. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would let let's be honest. Part of the rankings is just to have people talking about the rankings. I mean, of course. Let, of let's course. let's be perfectly clear. Yeah. <laughs> so Georgia at one, if nothing else, is a talking point, and you know who that serves? That's right. <laughs> the NCAA. <laughs> Of course, because, well, you know, Nick Saban, that, that's all poison to him. So, right. That's all poison to his program. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, man, Wisconsin's going to have a tough time at nine. I mean, they're still undefeated, but yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to get up there. Miami and Virginia Tech each have an opportunity with some big games coming up to do some damage. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma this weekend, Bedlam. They're actually doing it early this year, which is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of an elimination game. So it, Auburn and Auburn, my gosh, has an incredible opportunity. I mean, they get Georgia here in a couple weeks, and then they get Alabama as well. So you're you're not that I think they'll win, right? But it, hi, hypothetically, if they were to beat both. One and two, Georgia and Alabama. You can't rule them out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was closing windows and I saw this headline and it just made me chuckle. Uh, the Browns will pay Brock Osweiler eight hundred ninety five thousand five hundred eighty eight dollars to play for the Broncos this weekend. What what a time to be alive! <laughs> the Broncos are paying the Broncos are paying him just under forty nine thousand dollars for his efforts. That's hilarious. Of course, that's what the Browns have been paying him every week under the $16 million guaranteed salary that Cleveland inherited. <laughs> wow. Well, that sucks. <laughs> maybe maybe not trading for McCarron will be a blessing in disguise for them. Maybe. I doubt it. But maybe. I, I doubt it. But I doubt it. But they maybe. need something to go well for them. At, at this point, just suck. Just suck the rest of the year. <laughs> that's what you need to go well just you know do well at sucking butt okay just do well at failing totally made me think and, of space balls when they have that vacuum cleaner and they're going suck suck <laughs> suck suck i mean he's going from suck to blow yes yeah, so, <laughs> sometimes sometimes the best thing you sometimes the best thing to do is just be terrible just be terrible just ask the Colts. That's how they got Andrew Luck, and apparently that's how it's going to be this year without Andrew Luck. Suck right? the luck part. Yeah. Yeah. Screw it. Why not? I can't believe they've won two games, though. I mean, geez. And they Mod- almost won a third this weekend. Moderately miraculous. Uh, by the way, Shannon, did you like uh, Bill Polian coming out and uh, basically giving the team crap for uh, what they've done with the offensive line? <laughs> Uh yeah that that's a good call I, I can't say I don't disagree with them here's but, a, I mean that's that's more Grixon than anything here's the line uh this new staff came in and said oh, we're gonna be the toughest guys on the block we're gonna get big road graders run stop the run in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck in a division where you play ten games in perfect weather every year the team you have to beat is Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And you want to come in and play like you're playing in the AFC North? That contributed to it because you don't, you didn't have a pass protecting line. Uh, 
Napoleon said. Shots fired, buddy. Shots fired. I mean, technically, he did win a Super Bowl, and then he he got Buffalo to five, uh, to four Super Bowls, right? Well, they made it to four. I don't know if he had his hand, you know, in that whole thing. Without looking it up, I don't know off the top of my head, but okay. probably. I mean, th- there were times at the end that I thought he had over overstayed his welcome, but. Getting Gregson, honestly, I would take Polian back in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes, over Gregson. I'm not surprised. Oh at my that. gosh, I'm not surprised at that statement. That guy. <laughs> as far as personnel in the NFL, uh, a couple of rando <laughs> side notes. Uh, we were talking about the Seahawks uh, Texans game, which was fantastically ridiculous and super compelling to watch. Both Watson and Wilson threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns each ridiculous yeah totally ridiculous uh watson by the way was 19 to 30 for 402 yards four touchdowns and three picks although one was a desperation heave ho at the end that got picked off um but watson is the first player in nfl history with 400 plus passing yards four plus passing touchdowns and 50 plus rushing yards in one game that's insane ridiculous for Dude, anytime you're the first one in NFL history, you've either done something really fantastic or you've done something really, really <laughs> terrible. Really terrible. Clearly, it was on the fantastic side. Um, the only thing is Russell Wilson uh, had a slightly better day. Uh, 26 of 41, 452 yards, four touchdowns, and one pick. So, Plus, the Seahawks got to Wayne Brown at the trade deadline. So, they won twice. They did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Uh, as far as the Cowboys Redskins, at the end of the day, man, I like the fight the Redskins had. I really do. Um, they've showed up the ball several games this year. But they just don't have the horses. Uh, injuries are a, a big issue. But really, with this game, it, it just felt like the, it was the field goal block, dude. Second quarter, yeah, Redskins. That was have, tough. Yeah, Redskins have been feisty, and you're talking about booting through a field goal, 36 yard field goal, if I remember correctly, 36 yard attempt, which should be doable all right so you're talking about going from potentially going up 16 to 7 to this ridiculous blocked field goal they got returned 86 yards man and then zeke punches it in from the one to go up 14 13 so you're closing in the end of the second half excuse me you're closing in on the end of the second quarter end of the first half and they do that crap they do that crap that's why people drink dude (laughs) <laughs> or make bad bets. We'll have to check with Mark. Um, <laughs> just ridiculous, man. You know, the Redskins D held a couple times. Uh, Redskins fumbled, I think, on back-to-back possessions, which was awful. Uh, defense held up fairly well. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, they had an opportunity. They, they were trailing 26-19. They got the ball back at the end. Cousins dropped back to throw. And that ball just got tipped up in the air, just rainbows right up and drops to Byron Jones, who then popped off for a pick six. Now, granted, he didn't cover a ton of yardage. He didn't have to, but it was effective. And, <laughs> and it's like, come on, y'all. Seriously, this is what you're doing to me? Survey says, Burp. yes, butt suck. <laughs> Hell yeah. So other random thing I thought was pretty funny, Patriots Chargers. 
Uh, Melvin Gordon, strong start, obviously had an 87-yard touchdown. But, uh, and I'll, oh, excuse me, and also Gronk, man. He, uh, in that game, he caught his 73rd receiving touchdown since 2010, the most in the NFL. All right? <laughs> and then Travis Benjamin, dude. Look, if you're going to muff the punt, bro, if you're going to muff the punt, don't grab it and then run in, run backwards in your end zone. It's a bad idea, bud. Bad, bad, bad idea. Bad idea. We already talked about Steelers Lions. Eagles 49ers. I don't, you know, not a super sexy game. Uh, not surprised at the outcome. Uh, Eagles, by the way, are 7-1 for the first time since 2004. And yes, Shannon, you are correct. That was their Super Bowl year. That was a Super Bowl Booyah. year. Boo and yah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's all the random notes I have. So, anything else you guys want to cover, or you want to drop some love on anything, and we'll just bounce out and crash out. I'm thinking we just bounce and crash out. Yeah, I think we're good. Sounds good. Cool, man. Kudos to the Houston Astros. Uh, heal up Deshaun Watson. Patriots, AFC East, of course. <laughs> Sorry if you like any other team. Patriots going to Patriot, dude. Until Belichick and Brady are gone, that's your reality. You got to earn it. You got to take it from them. You don't, you're not ready to take it from them. They're not giving it to you. All right? Nope. That's just that's reality, brother. That's reality. Well, look, man. I don't know if uh, Zeke's going to play this weekend, next weekend. I do think it's a fair question to say, would they have just been better off accepting his punishment out of the gate? Kind of looks like the answer may end up being yeah. Yeah, Um, because he already would have been back by now. Would have been back. They're going to end up losing him for one of the most critical components of the season. And they're a team, quite frankly, they need him out there on the field. They need him. Anywho, we are the Sports Brew. I am the captain. Keywords are sports and brewing. You can find us on livesportscaster.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Just dig around, man. Look, search, sports, <laughs> space, brew. We know you love sports. We know you love beer. What more do you want? All right. Here to help you out. Give you some cheap laughs. Make fun of ourselves and talk about sport. I mean, it's just a win and just have some fun. You know what I mean? Win-win. Total win. Bag of win. All right, gentlemen. I'm done, bro. I got to go shut it down, man. I'm not, I'm not yeah. taking any medicine, but God bless. Struggling. So if, if I had some issues tonight, my apologies in advance, in retrospect, whatever. Uh, Long week for all of us. Bro, not 100%, man. Trying to get there, but not there yet. Not there yet. So, And one last thing, to be fair, for the Houston Astros. You guys deserve this, man. Oh, Randy, side note. Holy crap, the Retropie is great. Playing Battletoads? Hilarious, by the way. Nice. Hilarious. Very fun. And I'd forgotten the pause menu music. Great to hear that. Talk about some nostalgic memories. Holy moly. Yeah, until you try to play with someone else, and then next thing you know, it's like you just hate the game. <laughs> no, man. Two players not bad. You just got to get your reps in. 
Dude, I used to be at, like, I played Battletoad so much back in the day, I could, I could beat that whole game without dying a single time. Now, that's a long time ago, and I played a lot. I can't do that today. Uh, Sarah, Sarah and I were playing two players. We got to the, um, I think it's level three, maybe it's level four, but it, uh, where you're in, like, the, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's, um, you got those little rocket studs and you got a jump crap. Yeah. And, uh, uh, brother, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah was killing me, man. We were doing it. I was like, all right, you got to be ready to jump, go up, down, just, just follow me. We couldn't do it, man. That In tandem, that one was really hard. So That's probably one of the hardest parts of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But the Retro Pro is so much fun, so fantastic. Thanks, Jerry, for that great 40th, uh, 40th birthday party gift, man. I know. Old and haggard, but still alive and kicking. Hell yeah. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with... That is about, it for, <laughs> that is about it for us today. That's a true story, man. Thanks, Bill. It's a... True story. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll... No. we'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! I, I don't know why that, that bit is still so funny, but every time I hear it, I want to laugh, man. Every... <laughs> Single damn time, man. Every single time. Anywho. Bet of the week, Arizona plus seven at USC. Yeah? I'm taking Arizona plus seven, man. Take take those points. Khalil Tate's the real deal. You heard it here first. Unless, Watch USC win by like 30. Unless somebody else talked about it. Then you heard it here second, but... Let's pretend you heard it here first. And if I'm wrong, you didn't hear it at all. And if I and if we're wrong, you drank you drank too much to listen to the podcast. That's your own fault. <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen, go get some rest. Yeah, bro. You too, man. I'm gonna do the same thing, and hopefully, I'm closer to 100 percent next week. Because uh, I, I I don't know. I'm probably around 60, 60 to 70, right in that zone. So, not my normal peppy, ridiculous self, but made it through the podcast. I'll take that as a win. Uh, particularly since we didn't record last week, figured we needed to uh, we needed to get one in, man. You know, it's like Whitfield swiping right in all those Tinder profiles, dude. He's just trying to get one in. You know what I'm saying? He's just trying best he can. So hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> Whitfield. I know there's a lot of hollow notes for you on Tinder, bro. Oh, they can't go for that. I understand. It's okay. <laughs> uh, that was Dirty Pool, wasn't it? Well, as long as he doesn't go, uh, you know, and try to cock Brock on Tinder, little OPP, he'll be okay. <laughs> anyway, we are the Sports Brew. And we just got stupid. There's your semi-off-the-rails ridiculousness, because we do like that. little fun. And as we say for old two-beer tooting, man, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Thank God he's not on Tinder, man. That would be, that would be the biggest reach-around ever, bro. <laughs> I mean, my God! <laughs> uh, when you're six eight, you got plenty of reach. So, uh, yeah, 
I'd say, man. Anyway. He always gets mad when I say that. I'm I'm like, you're 6'8", 120. He's like, dude. I'm like, he's like, I'm like a buck 90. I'm like, I weigh more than you, and I'm 5'8". <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> nope. He's thin, but that just means he can enjoy the beer, dude. Yeah, I guess so, man. I mean, he drinks a lot of beer. Todd. I don't know. Next time I come in there for a beer, I want man have that crap on tap, would you? Don't have some empty keg up in there for me, or else I gotta go. I gotta go. History of violence on you, man. Fuck that up. How do you fuck that up? Tap that thing right. <laughs> tap that thing right, bud. No, I'm just kidding. No, happy birthday, man. Enjoy it. I hope you have a, fun, a good time celebrating with the family. You know, family and friends. And I was telling uh, Shannon, I was telling Todd. Uh, you know, if we could line up a you know a, a lunch or an evening out, it'd be good to catch up with them, have a little fun. So I'd love to do that. That'd be good to see. Be good to see you, bro. Be good to see. You. As for everybody else, man, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football, college, pro, whatever. Uh, we'll get on the NBA and college basketball at some point. <laughs> World Series, mostly. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting there. Don't worry, man. We only record once a week. You know what I mean? We can't pack everything in. Okay. This is not like Whitfield and his pack of gerbils. We can't get all of them in there. <laughs> oh <my God>. Okay. <laughs> it's going to end up killing all of us one day. Playoffs? Talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Shut the fuck up! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Maybe. Distinct possibility. I'm just kidding. Nah, Whitfield, man, I hope things are going all right for you. <laughs> we'll see what Green Bay does over the duration of the season. I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not feeling for the Redskins. I'm not feeling for the Packers. I'm going to have to pick. I'm going to have to bandwagon on somebody. I don't know. I haven't picked my bandwagon team du jour of the year. Uh, but the Redskins are going to go fail buckets, too beat up. Uh, the Packers, I just, I don't know. That division is so weird. The Lions are going to do what they normally do and find a way to regress to the mean of sucktitude. I just, I think the Vikings, I, I think they're, you know, if Bridgewater comes back and is right, I think the Vikings take that division. And I just, I don't know that I have faith that the, that the Packers can win enough games to be in a wild card hunt. I'm just not sure. I'm just, I'm not convinced yet. But anyway, <laughs> that's why they play the games, buddy. That's why they play the games. Isn't that right, Herm Edwards, huh? What do you think? What do you think, this Herm? This is what's great about sports. Oh, oh it this is. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Mm-hmm. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Damn right, Herm. Look, from all of us to all of you, if your team if your team did well, celebrate. If you're an Astros fan, have a damn good time. If you're a Dodgers fan, you're going to be all right. Just get rid of Darvish, y'all. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> en en enjoy the games. Enjoy the football. And, uh, you know, we'll catch up next week, hopefully. But from all of us to all of you, enjoy. We'll catch you on the flip side. We're the Sports Brew. I'm the captain. Hanging out tonight, of course, with Shannon the Twitter Terminator McGuffin and Randy old giggity gals. 
from all of us to all of you. And have a great weekend. We'll catch you on the flip side. And we are the Sports Brew. And God bless. We are out. Hope you enjoyed your Nickelback concert, Mark. Oh, that's right. Mark, we want to see pictures. You and Nickelback. All right? The whole band. <laughs> backstage passes, man. Backstage <laughs> backstage passes, man. That's the deal. Congratulations on uh, you know, winning your bid on those tickets and taking your brother to see Nickelback. That was very generous of you. <laughs> sharing. Sharing that experience together. So sweet, man. <laughs> Until next time, dude. Until next time. Yeah, we'll end on, we'll end on some DMX. There you go. Why not? All right, y'all. Catch you on the flip side and peace out. <laughs> Drink some beer. That's right. All right, late. <laughs> See you.